Do you believe in ghosts? Is all evidence empirical, or is there really some like scientific proof to back any of this up? And are skeptics really more logical than believers? And yeah, I really think being a skeptic makes you just as prone to ignoring evidence as being a believer does. And are subjects like the afterlife ever a laughing matter? My bathroom used to just be normal. Now, if you leave... Now it's paranormal. It is. (laughs) My name is Jared Herzog, and welcome to Someone You Should Know. Hello, my fellow humans. My name is Jared Herzog. Welcome to Someone You Should Know, a podcast where we interview people you might not have talked to on the street because maybe you're too scared. Well, you know what? That's why I'm here. I'm here to I'm here to talk to some really neat people like my guests today. My guests today are a really cool duo because they're discussing something that's particularly interesting to me because I think the paranormal... Uh, is a pretty fascinating subject because it's somewhat polarizing. Some people think... Uh, now, th- I do need a backup. I So a while ago, I started making a documentary about this where I was interviewing skeptics and believers. Skeptics are people who believe that ghosts are not real for sure. Not They're not impartial. They say no. Believers say yes. And then there are, of course, impartial people. Um, but I, I wanted to understand why they answered the way they answered you know so a lot of the skeptics would say well people believe in it because they're idiots and then a lot of believers would say well skeptics don't believe because they're morons (laughs) it does kind of beg the question who's right you know people have been talking about the paranormal you know you can watch any flip on any show on on the history channel and see that people have been talking about ghosts for ever since cave drawings You know, and, you know, people believe in ghosts. As I said on my Instagram, 40% of, I think it's 45% actually of Americans believe in ghosts. 18% say they've seen a ghost. What's going on? I mean, are really people just that gullible or or is there something to it? Is, Is our ghost like a natural phenomenon? Is it just like something we just haven't discovered yet? Or um, just don't understand yet, like gravity. Like we didn't know, we felt the effects of gravity, and then we discovered what it was. <laughs> so is ghost just a natural phenomenon of the earth we just don't get? Or is there this spiritual component? Is, it, is there a religious component? What is it? What are people experiencing? Why is things going tap, tap, tap in our houses sometimes? Why in the state of Louisiana do you have to list your house as haunted when you're selling it? What is going on there? There's a really neat group. Of course, you know what paranormal investigators are, right? People go into houses. They go in there with equipment, as we'll we'll explain, um, trying to measure the or trying to gather evidence of the paranormal, saying, you know, trying to prove that ghosts are real. What is interesting about this group that I found? It's a duo. Sometimes they have more in their group. Um, But what is unique about them is that they take a skeptic's approach, meaning that when they go in, they're not ever claiming anything they gather is paranormal. They're basically using deductive reasoning where they go in and disprove everything it could be. So in other words, if your closet door is opening at night on its own, they go in there with equipment, they record it with cameras, you know, they get their thermal imaging, they, they take what's called EMF readings, um, and they're studying what, why this door is opening the way that it does. 
um, and basically to explain to you that all the possibilities of what it could be aside from the paranormal. Now, of course, a portion of what they find is what they call unexplainable, you know, something they, they can't find, and this is the point that interests them and interests me the most. And they also offer on their website, um, ntparanormal.com, a, a clip that we're going to play during the podcast because I bring it up to them and I say, this is one of the most insane, what they call EVPs. Now, EVP is, stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon, meaning that they're hearing voices when they record um, their investigations with voice recorders. They're hearing other voices that are not theirs. They have an EVP that is always kind of piqued my interest because I find it very, very fascinating. It's it's at a place that they call Kyle Field. Um, but they did show us that EVP from their phone, and I was blown away. So naturally, I was like, dude, I got to have you on the podcast. So we discussed, is it possible that ghosts could exist? Are humans really just gullible? What's the nature of the like underground paranormal world? In other words, not the ones on TV. You know, um, how does this all work? Is there something to this? We get to the bottom of it. Uh, one of my longest podcasts to date and also super, super interesting and just two wonderful human beings. They are, they're super nice, very, very intelligent. They explain everything in, in great detail. I learned a lot. I know you will too. Guys, please, you have been doing such a good job of subscribing to the podcast. Please, if you are a listener, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please check us out on Spotify if you have any questions or corrections, which thank you for the few that have sent me corrections. Yes, uh, you can you can uh, email me there at someonepodcast at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram. Uh, we are at someonepodcast. And, uh, of course, yeah, uh, please uh, subscribe. And, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. It has been such a blast uh, watching our listenership go up um, every single month. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Without further ado, please welcome my very wonderful guests, uh, Mr. Ashton and Sarah from North Texas Paranormal Group. Tell me, tell me exactly what you do, and then we're going to discuss the paranormal in general. Uh, I mean, at the base of it, we're we're a paranormal group, like every other paranormal group that you've ever seen on TV. People tell us somewhere is haunted. We go and we see if we can verify that or prove it wrong. That's the core of it. Uh, the difference in what we do to everybody else with everybody else mm-hmm. is we are a 100% science-based group. What we're looking at is collecting data and doing research in these situations where people feel like they've had paranormal events and we're only looking at what is provable. We're, we're not going in like doing a gut check with a psychic and saying, oh, I, I, this place makes me feel a certain way or I, I think these things are just taking eyewitness testimony just as it is. We're, right. we're, just, we're recording data. We're looking at what data we record and giving it back at face value and seeing okay, is there still anything here that's unexplainable? And a lot of times it turns out there is still stuff that's unexplainable. And we've even taken a lot of those experiments and gone a few steps further. Like everybody in our, nobody in our team is going to say that we're like trained paranormal experts right. or, or 
uh, paranormal investigators. I, I'm when people ask what I do, I say I'm a mechanical engineer. Mm. Uh, oh, cool. Sarah, Sarah, she's a former EMT. She's a medical expert. We have uh, one of the members on our team is a forensic photographer. Uh, took classes in 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 that in a. Uh, criminology studies things like that uh we've we've taken classes for like psychology so those are the angles that we look at look at things we don't we don't go into it trying to find the paranormal we go into it trying to find out what's going on and why you would think it's paranormal that that is so interesting to me that is interesting to me and i really do think that sets you all apart just like you said with that other group you know they say they take a scientific approach but there's kind of a ring to saying you take a scientific approach and i think there's probably some appeal there to, to, to claiming that but what does it actually mean it means you're more objective and i think that a lot of paranormal groups in my experience you obviously have a lot more um is that they aren't they're looking it's almost confirmation bias would you say it's more like that Sometimes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's like 90% of our conversations. 90%. Is, is, 90 uh, is a high number. 90 is a high number when we're talking about other paranormal groups. We, we in, in fact, man, I just got like three messages out of the blue today about uh, th- there's this thing that the paranormal community is is starting to pick up on. They're calling it para-unity, right? And it's it's kind of it's a great idea, uh-huh. you know, because you, you go on these um, in these like Facebook groups and stuff like that where it's all these different paranormal groups and they'll post up their evidence and some other guys on there slam and I'm like, no, that's dust. Blah. And they're like, ah, oh, you're just being mean to us. You know, we need to all band together and share like information. A yeah. Yeah. Like we need to band together, share information. That's the only way we'll get better. That's great in theory, but what are all of your qualifications? And so, you know, like, like I said, I just got like three messages today from other groups are like, Hey, are you guys in a pair of uni? I'm like, yes. We work with other paranormal groups, but that's different than us endorsing another paranormal group. Like we, we will only back another group that we feel is doing credible research, right. even if even if it's not scientific research, but credible, honest. They're not trying to hoax anything. They're not just putting their own confirmation. They're investigating. You're investigating. They're investigating, exactly. and they're and they're willing to grow. They're willing to learn new things. Try stay th- humble. Th- yeah, think, stay a student. Think of things from a different perspective. Listen right. to the listen to the engineers' thoughts on what else it could possibly be before saying this has to be paranormal. It has to be my grandpa saying things in my bedroom when I'm home alone. You know, sort of. You, not to cut you off. That's that's exactly what what impacted me when I talked to you because, you know, I've talked to a thousand, I've been interested in this a while and I'll admit, I'll admit I first got interested in it from the show Ghost Adventures with Zach Bagans. It was the very first time I was introduced into that and I got obsessed. And so after that, I started doing, you know, getting really interested in it. You know, I'll... I own every season. I still watch it. It's, Dude, it's entertainment. It's, Tell me that show's not entertaining. They can afford a producer. Yeah. It... They know and Ghost she Hunters. She likes Ghost Hunter. It is. It's yeah. good because yeah. they. It's more even keel. It's it's more. It's closer to what we do. Still not yeah. quite exact, but it's produced really well. They they can crank out yes an episode and it's entertaining. It's so entertaining. Those when, three are so freaking funny. Our our biggest drawback when we first started yeah. was we were all just nerds. Mm-hmm. We were all just out there trying trying to get an answer. Figuring stuff out, doing it for fun. We were just making these videos, but but one thing we knew we were going to do is we're going to be credible. It's not going to be like this produced. That's what's different TV about show. You. Yeah. Well, 
we were putting these like three hour long YouTube videos out yeah. of like our inve- whole investment. I watched those no- before I met y'all. Yeah. Nothing cut out. Like yeah. they were really boring. So people would get about an hour into it and they're like, wow, Nothing's you guys happened. Yeah. are stupid. It's like, no, we're showing you like what a real paranormal investigation is. When you're watching Ghost Adventures, man, that's like 12 hours of whatever they're doing. You and mean it's, it's not? Yeah. And it's just chopped Compacted up. Into it's just it. chopped up into a nice little 30-minute package. So you only get the good stuff. So we, if we wanted anybody to pay attention to us, we had to make it truthful and entertaining. And so it, it was tough. Like we, we kind of had to find our way to do that. And then we also had to decide at a certain point, yeah, we, we do kind of want people to notice us and, and kind of produce like a show or something. Right. So you guys are a really neat group and yeah, that's what I, that's what I'll say last before we jump on to overarching paranormal themes. But, um, when you, when you take this approach, one thing you do have over those groups, in my opinion, is that when you're telling a story, and you believe it, and you're like, no, I've been touched by something, I no longer, it's not in the same class of somebody who's telling me that they were told they were going to get hit by a car next year by like a psychic or something, you know, and, and no judgments to those people, but when somebody who's being, who prides themselves on objectivity tells me they've been touched by the paranormal, that scares me to my core, because now it just brings it into reality just a little more. Oh, man, and so much has happened since the last time me and you hung out. Okay, too. we're like, going to get there. I've, I've, Because I've had new experiences that... Are you uh, serious? Oh, yeah, because I think the last time me and you talked, I, I, was, I was just completely like, at this point in my career, I think it's all BS. I think that's... I have you on camera saying that. I reviewed some of your footage I think, after like, this. It, it, at this yeah. point, with all the data we've got, I just there's nothing that You've I changed. think would convince me. And then at this point, it's... I'm still not convinced everything's paranormal, but I definitely have had things happen where I'm like, something's going on. Yeah. There's, there's something that can't be explained and we're not doing, you know, just like I'm there. Like, yeah, it's a progressive thing, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to explain and personal experience. And like, I still have that motto from way back then. Personal experience is totally valid. My personal experiences are valid, but they're still not evidence. Right. There's nothing I can tell you that's evidence, but to your point, I do feel like any evidence that we present, even if it's the same evidence that somebody else is presenting, holds more weight because we throw everything else out. It's right. If somebody comes into this house and they get... 52 EVPs and and show you 36 pictures. An EVP of, is an electronic voice phenomenon. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's assume that our audience has never heard of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to want to nerd out too hard. <laughs> if, if you're recording voices in your house that you don't think should be there, you know, and they, and yeah. they bring you a bunch of recordings of that and they say, this is a ghost. And then they right. show you a, a bunch of pictures that have orbs in it. Right. You know, and they say, this is a ghost. It's right. definitely not dust. Right. Or they're walking around with their stupid portal devices yeah. And things designed to catch ghosts, which, by the way, we don't know what are. So, how would you design anything to do that? What are ghosts, though? Like, what do you? Th- this, well, I, I want to start on these themes just to start off before we get too busy. No, no, no. no. So, and I, I got all day too, so we can record as much as you want, and oh, you can just man. pull all the good stuff. So. <laughs> oh yeah, not even everybody in our own group are in agreement as what a ghost, spirit, demon, anything like that. Okay, is. so let's start with you. Um, so I don't like the term ghost. I don't like the term ghost, demon, spirit, anything like that. Because since I'm looking at everything from an analytical view, 
we don't know what a ghost is. We don't know what a spirit is. My definition would be different than you. To, to me, a ghost, a ghost would be like a residue or like a replay or a recording. Right. Just kind of going over and over. It's not intelligent. It's not a person. It looks like a person, but it's just a recording. It's, it's empty. A spirit would be more like your soul. Right. right, like if you believe in a thing like that, you know, like you leave and you walk around and you're having adventures after death, but you're a ghost. Everybody else right. called a ghost. Or yeah. whatever. demons would be something that was never human, but it's like monstrous, right. you know, or a fallen angel. I mean, just depending on what religion you are, what you believe, everybody's thing is going to be different. Of so, so for for our group, we have to boil it down into categories, but we all have different beliefs ourselves on what we think that could be. I, I would think a spirit would be your soul going on after you die. I don't think that's a thing, but I think that's what would classify as a spirit. Right. A ghost would just be like a replay. A, a demon would basically be a monster, but I, I don't like those things. So when I think of anything that we're looking for that's paranormal, that that doesn't have a reasonable explanation. It's going to fall in the first two categories, intelligent and non-intelligent entity, okay. Okay. right? Non-intelligent or residual, that's just going to be something that replays itself for whatever reason. It, it's not normal. It's paranormal, but it, it would be like the the lady in white that walks down the hall at midnight every night, and you can't, yeah. you can't talk to her. Like, you see her, and she kind of interacts with stuff, but... There's just no sign of intelligence. You know, mm. it's just a thing that's there, like a recording. Yeah, but what is that thing? That's well, what I want to well, know. And, and, and that's, that's the goal of our studies, to figure out what those things are. What's your supposition? Like, what is you, what do you, I mean, as of right now, I'm not saying, like, what is it? I'm saying, what do you kind of think right now? And I ask you, because you, you study this. Like, what do you think? Oh, God, you're going to make me sound extremely crazy, because what I'm thinking is just is tinfoil Hattie. Bro, I interviewed a flat earther on here. Don't worry, you're not. Gonna okay, I'm like not that. the worst person that's ever been on your. <laughs> not show, worst. That guy was awesome. He was a cool guy. I love. I love his Patrick. Uh, but um, yes, don't I worry. I haven't I, listened to that one yet. Um, it's it's a goodie. Really, I think so. I really subscribe to the theory of like a, a multiverse, like multiple dimensions. Mathematically, like I said, I'm an engineer, so I'm going to get kind of engineering on you. Hit like, me. I'm really into math, quantum physics, things like that. Okay mathematically we have to be living in a multiple dimension in multiple dimensions I've simultaneously heard of this, yeah. right whether they overlay on top of each other or they just touch really close mathematically this ha- this is very very probable and in scientific terms probable means it, it's happening you right? mean mathematically proven when you say mathematically uh, or just or do you mean it's, logically logically it's okay. um it's it's hard to prove there's a difference in see that's another little side road there's a difference between proof evidence theory law sure uh hypothesis things like that right but um every credible mathematician that's even better than what i do mm-hmm. says we're living in a multiverse okay so if you if you take that is damn near fact uh there have to be pockets where these things like overlap or you're seeing evidence where these things touch and and we can see it in cosmology a lot we can see it in the way math and gravity actually function Mm. so my thought process on it is when when or if we're experiencing (laughs) a residual paranormal event you're actually just seeing evidence of parallel dimensions now now that could be 
your your comic book idea of what it is where oh there's alternate realities where you know i'm a successful rich guy or whatever okay it, yeah it could be that most probable it's just something similar to us where time doesn't function the same because anywhere where two dimensions would i'm, I'm telling you i'm gonna get really hit technical me, hit me Anytime two dimensions get close to each other, gravity is going to interact with itself, and that is going to alter the way time-space works. So what you're seeing when you're looking at these uh, residual replays of, let's call it energy, because I can't think of a better word, but I hate that. Energy, man. Uh, Gravity is going to affect time and perception of time and relativity, so you're seeing replays of the past in those quick little moments because you're at a pocket where two dimensions could possibly be colliding or the gravity waves interfering with each other. Now, that's me. That's not crazy because that's kind of what a black hole is. You're right there. Yes. The the closer you get... Okay, so first off, we don't know what happens in a singularity. Right. The closer you get to a singularity, the weirder time gets. Yeah. And if I'm observing somebody getting closer to that singularity, the weirder stuff gets for me as an observer, too. And just the act of observing it causes even more problems. But you're you're getting into, like, special relativity. And that's where we're different than other groups because... Or in other groups, like, there's absolutely no explanation for this. And we're like, well, no, there is an explanation for that. But you have to open a book on special relativity, which, you know, that's not necessarily standard reading. And this is the problem I think the paranormal community has, is that their approach is so, like, it's so, it doesn't try to prove it to a skeptic. It's like, it's, it's like they're making content only for people who already believe in it. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to be impressed when they see somebody sitting in a room on a TV show saying, like, when I was a kid, like, my closet door used to open and close on its own. Like, that's not... Yeah, someone like me just says, okay, you had a draft. <laughs> you had a weird door. Yeah. You know? We, weird things happen But all the why time. don't people take that approach? Like, if, if you really believe in this, like, there's going to be evidence. You just have to find it, or at least a more compelling argument. Well, not to meta myself, but the, the, the <laughs> reason you like our approach is because I'm not trying to prove anything to you at uh-huh. all. I tell you a fact. You, you decide what you want to do with it. That's like, why I like, like you guys. That's how facts work. Like we, like as a society, we've really lost control over the concept of what facts and opinions are. Like <laughs> yeah. we, we think facts are debatable. No, no. like um, oxygen is made up of carbon and oxygen, you know, when you breathe it. Oh no, I don't think so. Cause I only get the benefit of the, that's not how that works, buddy. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, in, no, but you're right. It's it's kind of the same as objective journalism. Instead of like putting the spin or bias on it, you're literally just saying in sentences, this is exactly what happened that my eyeballs observed. So we, we've done about 215 investigations. That's a at ton. this point. Ask me how many times I've told somebody I thought their place was haunted. Can I guess? Is it more than zero? I don't know. What do you think? How many times you legitimately thought it was haunted? How many times I've told a client that, yeah, I think there's something paranormal. Oh, zero. You, no, but, but is that different than how many places you think was actually haunted? You just told them something different. No, I would never, I would never lie to a client. Five. Zero. <laughs> zero. So, but you told me just a little bit ago that you have had some experiences, though. That have made me question my own beliefs, okay. but not convinced me wholeheartedly. Okay. That their place is going on. So when I when I talk to a client and we present evidence, we say we give them the list of all the things that happen 
okay, so like in your example, hey, uh, I was in the bedroom and the door opened and closed on its own. I'll say, we were in your bedroom and the door opened and closed on its own. Here's the possibilities of what could have caused that. Could have been your air conditioning, but we went and checked. Your air conditioning was off, so I don't think it was drafts, but it could be negative pressure on the other side. You might want to have that checked. Um, It could have been the lighting in the room. Sometimes when you're looking at different types of lighting, it'll play tricks on optics and things like that. So it might not have been opening and closing, but we had a camera on the door in that room and it even looks that way on the door and we're able to tell by movement in the shadows that the door did physically move. So we can rule that out. I don't know what it could be after that. What do you think it could be? Interesting. I never once said it was a ghost. It could be a ghost. When I tell somebody I don't think your house is haunted, I'm not saying I don't think that it couldn't possibly be haunted. There could be something else that happens when we're not there. Yeah. But based on all the things, these are the possibilities. This is what we're able to rule out. This is what you're left with. What do you That's think? That's interesting to me. That's interesting to it's, me. It's really... So in, in these, especially like residential cases, like where we're trying to help people, it doesn't matter what we think. Right. It, it, you don't care if I think your house is haunted. Well, if you came and said my house is haunted, I'd be a little freaked. Right. So that's probably a bad practice for most paranormal groups, and that's exactly what they do. And that's exactly why you don't do that? Yeah. Um, actually, our last residential case was really bad because they were selling their house and moving out. They were living in a trailer next door because the guy that went in before us told them they had demons in their house and it wanted to kill their kids. So they burned all their kids' toys, movies, things like that because he said, there were, he said, was it the Little Mermaid he said was a cult? and. Any Disney stuff they had in their house, he considered a cult and uh, told them they needed to burn it, get rid of it. And, and they, were, they were afraid. They were, they were like... They believed it. Yeah. Um, we went in, spent one night in there, uh, figured out there were really high levels of infrasound, which we can get into the science behind that. That's like one of our big points of research. Huge levels of infrasound that were altering their perception of what was really happening in their house and freaking them out and causing um, emotional distress. Once we explain that to them in ways they can kind of combat that counteract it, they move back in the house. They're fine. Like every, every now and then he'll, he'll message me like, Hey man, this, I don't think there's anything going on, but this kind of weird thing happened. What do you think? I'm like, man, I, I, I really think you just need to get more sleep at night. I think you have work shift disorder. He's like, I agree. It, it's like, so, the guy, so they're fine. Like ultimately, yeah. they're fine. But this other guy had them totally convinced. You right. need to sell your house, get out, burn all your belongings, change jobs, move That's away. Crazy. Like it's it's ethically irresponsible. That's a good way to put it. And um, we're real big on ethics. And the thing that really bothers me about it is what is that other person's motivations? Because they didn't pay. Maybe it. they believe it. You know, maybe that, and, and what does that say? Dude, I mean, I'm telling you, I've re- referenced this flat earth guy a hundred times in every single podcast, but what's interesting, like the reason I, that's like why I started this podcast. It's like, I need to know why people think the way they do instead of just saying like, are they're totally moronic. You know, I want to know, cause they're still a human being too, you know? And, and I think people's level of intelligence really isn't all that different. I, I like, I think that. It's people's level of education is different, but I, I don't think intelligence is so much unless you exactly. have some kind of handicap or whatever. But I, I feel for the most part, people intrinsically are good close. at problem solving. Yes. But what it is is I, f- I feel like people gather experiences 
and we know things from our experiences. So most people you talk to about paranormal stuff that mm-hmm. fall into two camps, either I don't believe it or I do believe it. The people that don't believe it have never seen it or experienced it before. The people that do believe it, well, I saw it with my own eyes or I heard it or I was there. There's nothing scientific about your predisposition to it. Just a caveat on that. When we did, so we did man on the street interviews too, just to see um, if people believe in it or not. Um, and we found the most common answer was it could be, it was like, their answer was usually like, um, you know, I guess it could be, but I don't know. That's, that's what we always get now. Either a, they don't want to take a side on camera. That could be one thing they don't, yeah. that, that could the be The act it. of observing an experiment alters the experiment. What do you, how does that apply to what I said? Active. You, you were filming it. You were asking oh, them, and you were filming it, right. and they knew it was happening. So yeah. it alters the answer you're getting. It's it's a it's exactly a big psychological right. thing that we deal with. Exactly right. So that's we, probably what it was. We do pre-investigation interviews with clients and ourselves before we go in. We do you interview yourselves. Mm-hmm. Our emotional states going into it. Like okay, after hearing all the stories about this place going in, how do you feel about it? What kind of emotional state are you in? Like it, maybe I had a hard week that week and I'm depressed. Like all these there's all these psychological factors that go into how that you could do go it. in how I'm That's perceiving crazy. The evidence. Good so, for you guys. so we yeah. had to start doing that. And then we do mid investigation interviews and post investigation interviews because you could as you get tireder during the investigation, like your mental acuity gets weaker and weaker. Um, if something happened and we get all ramped up, that also alters our perception. Like everything we're talking about, what it turned, and we didn't figure this out until a while, but it, it turned out what we were really studying was people's perception of the world around them, not paranormal activity. Hmm. Because two people can experience the same event completely different and, and we've done it we've been in the same room and, and heard the same ghostly voice and one of us goes I, I think i heard somebody outside and the other person goes man i think i heard a ghost and it's how do you how do you differentiate and that's with objective study and that's going to be recorders and video cameras and and video cameras outside to make sure there wasn't but you you have to document the physical but the act of observing somebody answer when we do the interviews with our clients we do we do a walkthrough with their house, and it, before we ever turn on a camera and we're talking just about things, and we loosen them up, and we get all these this great info about what's going on. As soon as you turn on the camera, it's suddenly just a little bit different. different. It's yeah. a little it's it's a little more buttoned up. It's a little more reserved. It's a little less sure because people don't want to be perceived as less intelligent. And and when you subscribe to something that. Maybe 50% of the world thinks is, well, you're an idiot for thinking that you want to leave yourself an out. Well, I just said maybe it could be a thing. I didn't say it was a thing. That makes sense. So I do have to kind of admire at least a little bit some of the paranormal investigators are like, no, I definitely believe this based on the things that happened to me because I'm like, well, at least you're you're convicted. You're taking a stand and and you're you're wanting to find a thing, even if you're flawed in your methodology. In my eyes, you're flawed in your methodology. That's really cool that you guys take this serious approach. It just really legitimizes. I think you guys are moving that that whole state in a genuine... I hope you guys set a trend, you know, because that to me, now we're getting to the bottom of this because this ghost conversation has been going on for what ever like ever well i mean only seriously since about 1912 
Really? Yeah. I mean, other than that, it's it's all just. Been but I mean, it's re- always been speculation. Yeah, it's always been it's speculation. Always speculation. But, I mean, you know, it, it's been handed down to different religion. You know, uh, uh, pe- people that run the religions. I I can't think of a good word for it, but you know, your priest, sure. if you're Catholic, or, yeah. yeah, or whatever, they tell you what these things are, and yeah. you just kind of go along with it. Yeah. In 1912, there's this big spiritual movement where. The layperson, just like people, said, well, maybe it's this other thing. Maybe if I use this Ouija board and, yeah. and I do this thing, may, maybe that's God, actually talking to weird. ghosts. And it's, oh, it's... I don't know. See, this is... A, so, I'll tell you my view. <laughs> it's wrong. I So, with the ghost and par- the paranormal, I hate being that person because you said you admire the people convicted, but I really am about 50-50. I really am. There's sometimes... You guys push me in that that more belief half because i was like pretty freaked out i actually showed a clip of yours on the flat earth podcast and it's the one and i've showed it to like a hundred people actually that this one clip you guys showed me which has freaked me out to my core okay so i'm just we'll catching it. up on your show so yeah. I, I don't know which clip you're talking about so i like the, i like the idea somebody's playing our clips somewhere. oh yeah if you listen to the flat earth one like an hour is the longest one still but like in two hours in or something we just start talking about ghosts and um <laughs> i think i was making some sort of like metaphor to it i don't remember but i played a i played um, I played uh, one of your clips off your site, and I was like, "They showed me this from their phone, and it and it freaked me out." And I've showed so many people that over this last year, just just when I'm whenever I'm talking about it. So the clip is when, and she explained it, um, was when you guys were in Kyle. Do you already know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think it's Sarah's favorite one. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite one I've heard, I think, across anything that I've ever heard. And we're going to play it in this, in this episode, too. You know why that one's my favorite? Because it has scientific backing. It's, it's like one of the few... Okay, set up the story, out there. and then we're going to talk about it. Um, what it, happened? Is it the one where we're by the car? Yes. The so car, are, the, you, are you cold, by the way? I'm about to... No, I'm, I'm great. Whatever. Okay. Tell me if you get hot. This is the remote. All right. Uh, so... We're out at Kyle Cemetery, which is where uh, you went we came, with us. Yeah, yeah. and um, we were at, we were just kind of we were kind of doing just like a show and tell out there with uh, with a friend. We had a friend out there, and we we're like, "Hey, man, this place is nuts. We never get any good evidence out here, but every time we're out here, something." So, ha- what is the cemetery? There's the ce- the cemetery is kind of neat. It's like in the secluded forest. Oh my god! It's so like, yeah, it's got like so the longest backstory. And and we wrote a, and we have a book, by the way. And it's oh. it's in the book. Um, so I don't want to give away too much. I want people okay. to buy the book. But okay. but I will I will give this. We the very first time we went out there, our our intention filming out there was to film a debunk video. We didn't think the place was haunted at all. We thought it was the most not haunted place on the planet. There were no rumors about it, no stories. There was nothing on the internet. Nobody knew about this place. It was just it was just a place. And we had been to a bunch of cemeteries. Like, ghost hunting in cemeteries is really popular, uh, especially for newer groups, because they're really accessible. And everybody always gets a lot of evidence out there, because guess what? It's outside. You have animals, you have wind, you have traffic, you have all these contaminants out there. So everybody comes away with evidence, but none of it's proof because it, it can all be debunked. So right. we were out there, we're like, okay, we're going to show what this is. Every There's like five things everybody gets at a cemetery. Footsteps, 
it's always animals. <laughs> You're out there in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere. In a it's forest. In a forest. It's <laughs> always animals. So we're out, yeah. there, we're out there recording footsteps and not finding animals on our thermal, because we have yeah. the things to debunk it, and we're not getting animals on our thermal camera. Or, or anything. We're like, okay, well, we're getting this stuff and it's not, we're proving it's not animals and it's not this, that. Okay, that's kind of weird. That doesn't make any sense. Um, we're getting voices out there, but we're not able to record them. And we're like, okay, that's kind of weird. Maybe it's contamination, but it, it, it all amounts to all this personal experience. And we're, we're kind of, just things are going wrong. And we're like, and we end up getting scared Unexpected. and we get chased out of there the first night, right? You mean chased out? Just you just got got scared and peaced out. Yeah, that that was like one of the first investigations where like us as a group like got freaked out in and full left. force. We were like, gave me goosebumps. We're like, pack it up, uh, get the fuck out of here. That's now. what's crazy is when you guys say you're there to debunk and you have all this debunking tactics and you yeah. guys got scared enough. Well, the coup de gras of that was towards the end. We're like, no, we're going to push through it. This is what we're here for. Stop trying to run away. Man up. You know, do this. We're a paranormal group. This is what we're here to find. And then we all see for lack of a better word, a monster at the back gate. And we're like, I just saw that. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. All right, we're going. This is horrible. What does a monster mean? It was not human. It was like seven feet tall. It didn't move right. Sarah Sarah saw its legs. Its legs were on backwards. Allie saw its face. Its not a face shadow, was not, not an animal. Like a thing. Like More like a cryptid. Not, not like what we're normally looking for. Like, ghosts sort of thing like bigfoot just stepped out of the woods but it looks like a seven foot tall half slender man half animal it's gonna kill us if we don't get out of here so we left and we went home wait hold on i don't want to leave that real that quick so you saw this seven foot tall slender man with backwards legs did it interact with like the environment like was it like shifting rocks like yeah um it it walked past a tree and you saw the tree move and and before that happened um there, there were a lot of sounds like animal sounds that we were trying to chase down we never found the animals um and before the end of the night i mean why weren't you compelled to take a picture? You have so much equipment there. No, we had cameras pointed at that, like at that spot, yeah. that whole time recording. Yeah. Nothing came out on our audio. Nothing came out on our video. This was all you experience. All saw it. It, we all saw it all at the same time. All called it out at the same time. Whoa. And um, man, this place is such a, I, I almost hate talking about Kyle because it's the complete anomaly to everything. We, we, we can go to... 250 places and not find anything. But this place. But this place. That's why they brought us there. <laughs> just turns us on our head. And we were still pretty new at the time, too. We'd, only, we'd probably only done like five investigations there by the point uh-huh. we got there. We've done 20 something there at this point. Yeah, to the point that um, nothing interacts with us anymore. It's, mean, what, whatever we found there, like we joke that it's just it's no gone. Like, like, yeah, it just got bored with us because we're out there all the time. It couldn't scare us off anymore. But anyway, we whatever happened, whether we hallucinated or whatever, we were so scared. We hallucinated the same thing. We left, well, different parts of the same thing. We didn't all see the same thing, but we all saw something, a piece of the same thing at the same time. She saw legs. I saw like a back shoulder. Somebody else saw a face. We all experienced the same events, and we didn't all see the exact same thing. 
but we saw it all at the exact same time. It was all coordinated and unprovoked. So that's why, that's why there's a little bit of, okay, you, you have to pay attention to it. But at the same time, since we didn't all co- corroborate the same story, it's not, it's, even though we're the ones telling it, it's not a hundred percent. Right. Uh, do you think you saw a ghost? Like, or I mean, do you think you saw no. something abnormal? No, 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 no. Uh, we we saw something abnormal out there, uh, and I, I've seen it again since then. It, like, like wow. we we've like I said, we've gone back. We left that first night, yeah, and we talked about it. And we're like, what the hell is going on? It, there's there's no way that this is you know just complete denial. And we're like, okay, let's go back during the daytime, like adults, and go look at this place. And that's when stuff got worse. What during the day? Yeah. It, she, what did she, what she say? That's why what? Sarah's saying she doesn't like that story. She doesn't like the story because this is her experience. So the, the very Do you not have a beer opener? Is that not open? Oh, okay. I was oh, like, oh, She's already drank it. She just closes them back up. You want, you want another? Get another, yeah, please. This is for you guys. Yes, please do not. Yeah. I would consider it an insult if you guys did not drink this beer. Okay, so let's set the scene. You've seen a ghost, but what is your thought on this now? Because when I interviewed you last time, you said, I'm pretty much seeing everything and I just don't believe in this. Yet, you had this experience. So, what? I feel like these are conflicting answers and maybe you're more conflicted than... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the most conflicted one of our group. Okay. Um, and that may I'm be, conflicted, too. That may be because you're talking to the engineer of the group. Like, I'm the one that understands a lot of the scientific data. I'm the one that interprets to the data, and it tells me two different things. Right. It tells me, one, I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. And it tells me, two, there's something going on that is just outside of the data we're collecting, and we don't know how to identify what that something is. That's cool. Um, but the... My my thoughts on accepting the the idea of multiple dimensions actually came from when we went back during the day because we had that whole experience completely in denial about it. And we're like... Sarah's shaking her head right yeah, now. Yeah, we're, we're like, yeah. okay, let's go disprove this crap. Let's go find whatever animal was back there. Let's go there. do it during the day. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's, yeah, go, let's, yeah. Let's, let's go look when it's not scary. We're not... Ran- cause we're, cause when you're not ramped up and th- you're not that was our, freaked That out. was when the genesis of that thought happened. Right. We, were we just ramped up? Yeah. We're, are we just all imagining that it was right. a mass hysteria? So we go out during the day... Mm-hmm. And the part of the story I didn't tell is we had scouted the place before, and the, that back gate, she had walked through it and gone down this... I'm getting goosebumps like, just thinking about this. She had gone down this, this 100-yard path Yeah, that we were all joking. We were like, oh, that looks like the pathway from the house to the pet cemetery, from the original movie Pet Cemetery." Uh-huh. And she walked down it, and she disappeared. She was just, do-do-do-do, because that's what we do. We just walk around yeah. dangerous places at night. And we're all leaving, and she can't hear us, and she's like, oh, this, this is probably a bad idea, and came back. Well, we went back and did the investigation. All that horrible stuff happened. We're like, all right, we're going to go check this place out during right. the day because okay. this is stupid. Yeah. She goes back to that same area, and in that path's where we saw the creature. Okay. Okay. And the path it, it, is not in the front. It's in the back, right? Yeah, it's in the back. It's, okay. You, you got to walk across. So I have been there just so everybody in the audience yeah, knows. Yeah. They brought me out to this it, cemetery. And you got to walk across this, place. this yeah. big, long... Well, yeah. at night, it's, you got to walk across small, this. It's pretty small, though. Yeah. Well, but that that's the gimmick. So yeah. we went back during the day, and the first thing we noticed, we're like... It's smaller. This place is tiny. Yeah, it's small. Wait, wasn't uh, it like 200 yards to the back <laughs> fence? And we're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then we're looking at the... 
the whole back was just like forest. Yeah. But we can see through it all of a sudden. We're like, there's only like four or five trees there. Okay, that's got to be a trick of the light. What's going on? Uh-huh. She walks to that back gate and goes to that path. She's like, oh, I'm going to see what's down this path while it's better lit. That entire pathway was not there. It turns out there's just this like, uh, what do you call it, gully? Or, there's an oil-filled road on the other side. And it's it's only about thirty feet. If she had walked a hundred yards, she would have tripped and just busted her face open. Um, the entire landscape of that place had completely changed. Changed. It's weird. And we spent the next like fifteen investigations just trying to figure out like how did we trick ourselves into thinking this place was different? And stuff just kept going wrong from there. But that that was the scariest thing because we went back during the day and it. That was the first time, like, I ever just got, like, chills from something. I'm like, this is not the place we were at last night. Like, there's something really wrong with this place. And then we went back for subsequent investigations. And then we we ended up finding out history about the location that no one knew about. I ended up finding it in this, like, 1920s history textbook that I had kind of found randomly trying to do research about this place because there, there's stories about that area Rio Vista about like a ghost hitchhiker and thing but nothing about that area and then I started looking at geological history uh geographical mm-hmm. history right. mm-hmm. and it turned out in that exact spot we were wandering around was uh Anadarko burial ground and Anadarko. that's Anadarko is an Indian yeah yeah uh, um tribe right and uh and and we found this like history that like no one knew no one we talked to knew about and it it turned out white people had tried to settle that area a long time ago the anadarko didn't want them there but they were having problem with the comanche and said okay you can come settle this land if you help us fight off the comanche and they had this brutal brutal fight right there in that area on that sacred area that in in the text was that they said the Anadarko were calling it sacred area, so the white people settled and the Anadarko were happy for about a week before they go. Hey, you know what? Never mind. Thanks for letting us settle. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. You guys can go to Oklahoma now and marched them up there, and they were so pissed about it. They said, "When gonna- was this? What time of like?" Oh, early 1800s late 1800s i should be so much better at this since i wrote that chapter of the book uh <laughs> i'm sure it's 19th century though yeah 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 it's it, like whole trail of tears uh, oh era, so that's thing. early 1800s yeah I think? Yeah. yeah yeah um so they marched them north and, and before they left they got pissed and they said all right well we're gonna curse the land they're like, what does that mean like, well it, it's cursed we're gonna leave our watcher there is like how it was get ready for our friend backwards leg guy yeah anyway so they they dropped this um so anadarko and uh navajo history is a little intertwined like with the language and stuff but they they dropped this name called nival delushi in there and we do some research and it turns out that translate loosely to skinwalker yeah and then we started doing research on skinwalkers and we're like this is stupid this is a myth and then uh i'm in that camp right she she starts pulling up pictures and she's like that's the thing we all saw and i'm like nah there's no oh crap that's the thing and it was all saw it was absolutely the thing we saw we saw a freaking skinwalker walking around out there and it sounds like the dumbest thing ever and that's why i hate that story because it it just blows my credibility i I don't want you guys to think like that because the reason i had you on is because i think you're credible like i think that you would never say it unless you in your gut like really, really believed it, and you do everything you can to disprove it before you believe it. That's the that's the only place where we've ever gone to. Even even nowadays, like we'll, we'll we're like, let's go screw around at Kyle and 
test this new piece of equipment or yeah. something, see if we get something there. So you guys and, went back after this experience. Yeah, yeah, that's just kind of like our place right. to go. And right. we'll we'll go up to the gate, and sometimes we're like, no, I've got a bad feeling about this. And that's the only place where we really trust our gut, and we'll, even if that's like something we've planned, and we really feel bad about going in, we'll actually leave. Wow. We're like, I'm not going in. Just this place. Nothing science about it. It's the dumbest thing ever, but we go there and we're like, nope, not tonight. I I'm, don't want to do it. Because there was one night we ignored it and we went in there and it was some bad news and, and we got chased out. Like we heard something chasing after us and she knocked a camera out of my hand and locked me out of my car and I called her the C word and you can hear it on the recording. So it's, she was freaked out. She was freaked out, and then I was terrified because she. The, my only visibility in there was like my IR camera, and she had knocked it on the ground. What's IR? Uh, infrared. Okay. So, so like your uh, standard night vision, night, night vision camera, uh-huh. and so I'm basically just like blind because I've been looking at a camera, and I'm fumbling around in this place I'm terrified of while she's locking the door out there accidentally. Y'all are just scared. Y'all are just scared. Uh, I mean, at that point, terrified. Yeah. I I peed a little. <laughs> oh my god! I, so you were legit scared. Yeah, that's the only place that's really scared me to that level. Okay, like, so like I've been startled, but that place scares me. So I want to talk about that clip. So you're giving me some backstory. Okay, so this is one of the one of the times we were out there, and we're, we're really trying to convince one of our friends, someone that just knows us, not someone on the internet, not a scientist, it's just like a friend of yours, a friend of us that should just believe us. And he's like, "Nah, they <laughs> are full of crap." <laughs> you should I'm, just believe me, man. Yeah, yeah. Friends. Like, like if it's just me and you, you'll probably believe me. If if I'm talking to a room <laughs> full of people, at, you know, NYU, they're like, "Yeah, you're a little more stupid. skeptical." Yeah. Okay, so this guy knows me, and he's like, "Nah, you're full of crap." Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Okay, well, let's go out. Let's there. go to Kyle. Let's go check it out. Let's see what happens tonight." Man, you guys brought me out there. I feel like I was. I could have had. You could have died. It could have been. <laughs> we should have put a warning on it. We didn't did know, it. We, we didn't know. We didn't know then. Oh, so this is post our, my visit. Uh, I I think the record. I think no, the, no, no, the yeah. recording you're playing was just a it like was, maybe you one sh- or two before your, your visit. You showed me. You showed me that day. She showed it to me. We we spent a lot of time being in denial about that place. I mean, I wow. mean, realistically, we still are from a, a standpoint of data, but the way we feel about it is completely different than what yeah. we can prove or, or what we say is fact right. out there. We really differentiate our fact from opinion. Our opinion of it, that place is fucking scary. Our, you won't say the word haunted, though. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think Skinwalker even counts. I I would say semantics occupied. aside, occupied. semantic. Yeah, but that's a that's a little bit of semantic. Okay, what we understand it's haunted. Is, it's it's haunted by evil Indian em. demon. Got there em. you go. <laughs> okay, so you guys are out there with your friend. What happens? Yeah, yeah. So I I got my car actually parked up uh, in the location, and we're trying to uh, set up some equipment. We're we're doing some stuff over on the the other side of the cemetery. And my car alarm just starts going off, like somebody's breaking yeah, and into. And this is all in the recording I've heard. Yeah, yeah, no, yes. um, yeah, yeah. This is the very long version of the recording. The alarm goes off, and I'm like, "Man, that's weird." Your even, car alarm. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. And own, now this this place is out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, this is in a forest. We take a dirt road to get. And there. and I don't alarm my car, like there's no reason to. Huh. And um, I was like, okay, that's weird. So I disarm it. Whatever. We go back to we're we're fiddling with something. We're trying to test a new piece of equipment. Goes off again, and I'm like, okay, well, I feel like an idiot doing this, but let's go over to the car and go talk to the car. 
just in case we get like some kind of EVP or something. Maybe something's trying to communicate with us through the car, but we feel like assholes doing this. It's it's the it's the weirdest experience doing these experiences. But you guys are willing to do it, and that's why I like you. Let's try it. Let's and talk see to what the car. Happens. God darn it! Yeah. So we all gather around this car, and I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> if there's uh something set off my car alarm, yeah, set it off now." What the? Okay, yeah. turn it off. Yeah. I'm like, look, here's the keys. It's not me doing it. I hand them to her. She's like, hold on. Let me get this rec- So you talk to the out. car. The car alarm is activated as if something touched it. Yeah. Right. So she completely disarms it, unlocks it, everything. You, you can hear it on the fob. We're like, all right, we're all set up. You can hear this in the recording. You yeah, can yeah. actually hear it in the pocket. Yeah, and yeah. And, yeah. And, and we set it up. We're like, all right, there's no way this is going off. We wait like a couple of minutes and nothing happens. She's like, all right. Starts the recorder. Um, If there's... Something by the car, make the car go twice, and then and then you hear the car does something, and we're like, "What the hell?" Because she's holding the she's holding the key fob by the or she's holding it by the keys. The key fob is dangling, and we've waited a couple of minutes. Like, there's no reason it should automatically do something, and you just hear this. Yeah, the car locks itself or unlocks itself. Whatever mode it was in, you, you hear it, and you're like. Okay, and like it just it gets uneasy at that point. It, more so if you're there, like if you're sure. listening to it in your headphones, it's kind of like okay, whatever. But when we're there, we're just like something's go- okay. What's next? And she's like, all right, well, um, we start asking some questions about the gate because we've kind of had some theories about when we leave a cemetery, like it, if you leave the gate open, can the ghosts escape or mm-hmm. whatever? You know, there's all these weird yeah. questions out there and we're like you're just testing all let's that. ponder that let's sure. ask that to the spirits and see what answer we get right and so she she asks about the gate and you hear that's the, why you're talking about the gate i had no idea why the gate yeah 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 so okay. so a lot of times we would pull up to the uh we would actually pull up to the cemetery and the gate would just be wide open and we're like that's a bad sign because <laughs> you know what if there are demons out there now they can just get out uh, so we're asking about the gate and uh from our perspective yeah like us standing there nothing happens yeah for minutes and we just give up and we're like okay maybe the car malfunctioned right go home listen to this recording and she asks about the gate and i'm listening to this recording and you hear this weird noise in the background it's a yeah. sort of clicking sound and it and so I do. We do frequency analysis on our recordings because we can see it. Yeah, we're 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 also real curious what frequency it falls into, especially if there's voices, because we want to see if humans could produce those voices, things like that. So we look at the frequency, and I do a couple experiments, and what I figure out is that the uh, since she's holding the recorder next to the key fob, um, it's picking up that sub frequency signal that it sends to the car that radio frequency so you can hear it on the recorder but we don't hear it with our ears like your your thing's constantly doing it all the time um and you can probably do it now on the microphone but well no you got a compressor on so maybe not but uh that happens i'm like oh that's kind of weird and as i'm sitting there just kind of pondering what that kind of thing is the recording goes on and you just hear this guttural I remember the first time I heard it, like what I was doing, because I was sitting in my office. It's just a dark room. I backs to the door. It's like the worst possible psychological scenario for watching a horror movie. And that's how I'm watching our evidence at, the, at this point in time. 
and I hear this voice and I'm like, that's gotta be one of us. Who's fucking with us? And I'm going back over all the video recordings and things like that. None of us are talking. Nobody's doing anything. And just the more I listen to it, the more I I can understand what it's saying. And, uh, it's an NT paranormal. Yeah. And so the thing that's really, okay. So there, there's a voice on there. It says something and I, I won't I want, say what it says. I'm going to play it. Is but, that cool? Yeah, I want to say one thing about it. what's important about this particular uh, EVP is that everybody who listens to it hears the same words being said. That that's that's I very didn't though because how you guys titled it, I heard something different. Because you guys had this is how you titled it. You said your title on here. Well, well, don't say it, don't say it yet. Maybe uh, yeah, okay, it, let, okay, yeah, you're right. I yeah, won't yeah, say yeah. It let, let your listeners listen okay. to it. If you I'm going to play it, you won't. The the the, se- the second thing that's really important about it is in the place where everybody hears pretty much the same, or at least really close to the same phrase. Yeah. Uh, when you analyze the frequency, it's below 80 hertz. That's impo- it's so low. That's important because human vocal cords cannot produce words below 80 hertz. What the heck? But everybody hears words in the same place. It's undeniable. It, it, there, there's me, there's room undeniable. for error, but you can rule out paradelia, and that's where people make patterns out of sounds. You know, you could you could say it's paradelia. Oh, your brain's just trying to make patterns. The problem is, is we've played it for. Well, at the first time we played it for you, we probably played it for like 150 people. Since then, we've played it for probably a thousand people. Yeah, still the same result. Yeah, over a certain period. Uh, of data, it can no longer be considered paradelia. Yeah, because everybody's hearing these. It's like a unanimous thing. consent, dude. This yeah. sounds crazy. All right, I want to play it right now, and then we're going to talk about what we hear. If you want us to close the date gate when we leave, make the car go twice. I've heard that a thousand yeah, times and never not got goosebumps. I just did again. I'm going to play it one more time. If you want us to close the date gate when we leave, make the car go twice. You didn't push and you, the and you hear that tick, 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 and then you hear that's the, the fob, sh- right? Yeah, and, and that's the, the car locking. Yeah, and that's yeah. the car relocking itself a second time after we haven't touched anything. Well, so wait, is she not clicking her fob and locking it at that point? It's going. Just hold cook. it by the keys. Oh, what's because, the clicking you're hearing then? That's the our, That's the radio frequency. Oh, it, I thought that's you pushing the button. No, the fob is actually sent. So whatever's causing the car to lock spontaneously, it is sending a signal from the fob. Okay, so that. That I can prove with science. You can hear a radio frequency travel to the car to signal the car to lock. The problem is, we've, before we've done this part of the record on the longer recording, we've uh-huh. already waited like five minutes. So the yeah. automatic thing shouldn't be doing it. And she's not hol- she's, she's not holding pushing- by the keys. She's, she's not holding- touching the fob. There's no buttons. Yeah. There is nothing that's that crazy. should cause that fob to spontaneously send the signal. So, and that's one of the things our group is okay. So. Whether ghosts are real or not, the point is, if a paranormal thing is happening, what are the mechanics behind it? So in this point, so in this instance, the car is spontaneously locking. What's the mechanic? What's the paranormal Why is that mechanic? happening logically? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, the signal's coming from the fob. But now you've gone that far. What's manipulating the fob? We've ruled out ourselves. 
Right. So it can still be paranormal, but there is a scientific right. process that's causing that. It, right. it did get a signal yeah. from the key fob. So you have written here on the so I'm on their website which is ntparanormal.com that's northtexasparanormal.com I'm in their audio section so they have a list of EVP, EVPs here and this is my in my opinion the strongest like the strongest one for sure and so the label for the audio file is what the voice says and what you guys have written out is and, and that's a pretty old link so that that might be what we what we initially thought okay. it said and then over time Well the one did you think it said uh me, I think I think when I first heard, it, I thought it said like "get out now." Yeah, and, and is that what I have it labeled? Yeah. Okay, but yeah, yeah, way over time and listening to it over and over again, getting the input from her. But I'm contaminated at this point, so it doesn't matter what I think because <laughs> I've listened to it. So, but pretty much everybody hears "go back, back now. now." That is, that's exactly. I'm going to play it one which more time, which is still pretty close. Those are the two that we get. Yeah, I, I think that's "go back now." Almost a nine. It's like you can almost hear the breath coming out of it. Sounds like "go." If you want us to close the gate when we leave, make the car go twice. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I I I haven't heard that in a while. I I hate playing it for, like, because we do a lot of, like, lectures and stuff like that. And we always try to play it, like, over a loudspeaker. And it doesn't have the same impact because it just does it's not, it's not there. When you're listening, like, you have really good headphones in there. And you're listening to it. It's personal. It's right there in your ear. And the reason Sarah loves and hates that EVP so much is because the, at the frequency it's at and the decibel level it's at, means that we can pinpoint the location of where the voice is coming from, distance-wise. Based on when you were where you were standing? Right. Based on all that data, it, and this is fact, that voice has to be coming no less than two inches away from where she's <laughs> holding a recorder, which, when you go back and look, she's holding it like this. So something is in her face. Saying, go back. Right. Um, I'm I'm leaving planet Earth. That's that's the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's so freaking terrifying. It's like you've almost come to a logical conclusion that you've come face to face with something that said "Go back now." That was invisible to your eyes. Still evidence. It's not proof. See, there. when I see those dang paranormal shows, I'm like mad that they haven't taken this step because this scares me to where I'm peeing in my pants a little bit. Like. This is scary. Like when I'm, you know, you know what I'm saying? I just wish people were doing what you guys were doing. But ask me why it's not proof. I haven't called it proof yet. It's still just. Of course it's not proof. You don't have. There are other explanations for what caused that other than. What's the best explanation? uh, Radio interference. It it could actually be radio interference from uh, something that is man-made. Like we. Whispering like that. I've heard radio interference. It's not. It's not that that's probably what it is. Too. The it's problem is is with science, we deal with absolutes. So I can't rule it out. The problem sure. is I can't rule it out. Until I can rule it out, because we have a new experiment for the way we do EVPs now. It, like way since then, because now instead of, like we still hold the recorders out or whatever yeah. and we do that, but we also have control recorders that are in soundproof boxes that are also lined as Faraday cages. They can't be interfered with. Oh, RF cool. frequencies, they can't be interfered with outside contamination, things like that. And so we'll, we'll have the control recorder inside a box, and we'll have the regular recorder outside. And, and most of the time, 
you'll hear EVPs on the outside box, but not the inside box. Wow. But they're in the same vicinity of each other. So what that tells me is there's some kind of contamination we're picking up we can't identify. It could be voices outside. As much as you don't want to believe it, sound freaking travel. Oh, you're a musician. You know this. This You've got soundproofing on you because you know this. Mm-hmm. It's easy for people like me and you to understand, but people are like, no, no, my, I, I, never, I know I never, what I heard. I yeah. never hear anything outside. But the thing yeah. is, is, okay, then why didn't it pick it up on both recorders? Yeah. But, okay, wow, we sound really smart, really logical, right? You know, we've ruled out all this contamination, but then sometimes we catch stuff on the control recorder and not the, the outside recorder. And it's like, where did that come from? It has to originate from within in that the, box. In this box. Wow. Well, that's crazy. What do you assign to that? And that's that's where everybody who's skeptical goes, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Uh, now I don't know what to think. Yeah, it's like you had to. It, it's always possible we did the experiment wrong. It's always possible I didn't create the box airtight enough, or the, there's a leak in the Faraday cage. It, and that's why you have to do experiments repetitively to capture trends of data. You have to be able to repeat your results. People always people get these results and say it's paranormal, but what they're pointing at is the anomaly. It's completely as and then backwards. assigning it as paranormal. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not looking we're not we get anomalies all the time. That's not what yeah. we're looking for. We're looking for repeatable results. Well we're starting to get to a point that we're repeating paranormal results. That's when it starts getting interesting. Yeah. Well so, at least to me, because I'm a nerd. So, and this is, yeah, but it's good that you're taking a nerd's approach to this because now it's no longer like this narrative you're selling anymore. You're like, this is a genuine investigation. Like, I'm going to prove this is real. And I think, dude, if, this, if anybody's going to prove it's real, it's probably y'all. Like, uh, You know what? And the thing is, our work ethic is really good at going out and collecting all this stuff. But yeah. we're, we're so excited about collecting this stuff that we're really bad about the follow through. So we, we realized that we need to collect enough data for it to be plausible. Like we, we got into this, uh, to steal a phrase from Sarah, uh, we got into this like K hole where shit, we know what we're doing now and, and we know the right approach to prove something scientifically. So we've gotten into a part where we're not posting a lot of YouTube videos. We're not posting up a lot of our evidence anymore because we're collecting it and then we're replicating it and then we're going out and replicating it because we're, we're doing it the legit way. Yeah. And, um, so there's, there's a lot of stuff that we have found and that we're working on that other than just through conversation or our own podcast, uh, through just talking about it, we haven't put it out. A lot of our work with infrasound, a lot of our work with mono wavelength photography, uh, frequency analysis, things like that. Like this stuff is popping up more and more and we're, we're getting down into it, but we're so intrinsically wrapped up into it that I don't want to put out an episode yet because I don't want to put that out and say this is what I think and then prove myself wrong on the very next investigation and find the answer because we're one of the few groups that will go out and and we did this from the beginning, but we'll go out, we'll investigate something and we have an idea and, and we think this thing, but then we go out a few more times. We, we do every place repetitively right like, like uh that that's actually sarah's uh theory on things is go back you know um and we would go back and we would prove evidence that we thought we captured from the first time wrong like you we would figure it. out what it is and we would be the only people that would go ahead and make another video and say we figured out what that thing is we were wrong like it was interesting when it happened and that's it was good. an honest mistake, but we were wrong. Oh. And that's when people actually started paying attention to us. So it was like, hey, you know, these guys haven't proven anything, but 
we're watching them learn yeah like the right way yeah and that that was really and that's about like the the time that you found us too because we, we were really starting to trend because people were like hey these guys are really intelligent because they they go out they do something they do it wrong and then they figure out what's wrong with it instead of whining about how nobody believes their evidence what they're doing is they go in and they plug the holes in the experiments or they go consult an expert that that tells them why it's wrong and then they fix it and then they do it the right way and it either works or it doesn't work and you know we disproved almost i'd i'd say our first 50 cases we completely disproved anything we thought could possibly maybe be paranormal and we were okay with that we were like i i like that we found an answer we did that because we were still coming up with questions at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and that's really where i live is just the experiment and I like presenting to people and you know, everybody likes to be adored and followed and, and trending and stuff like that. But I just want to do the next experiment because I want to see if, hey, can we replicate that thing? Can we get that thing to happen again Yeah, in, in a new place? And, and then and maybe the new place gives us some new data that tells us what's going on in the other place that we can figure out. Like, like that's happened a lot, too. Right. Have you ever taken um, your evidence to like somebody with like a, P- a PhD in like physics or something, and just and that person has been like genuinely compelled by what you're saying, like then yeah. like I really cannot explain that. Yeah, man, it's real hit or miss. So um, I have presented a lot of stuff that we do to like uh, the tech department at uh, UTA, things That's like that. UT Austin University yeah, of Texas yeah. in Austin. Um, uh, we were we started it. They do like a Comic Con down there and we just started with like a little booth over there and uh i started talking to one of the directors there and they're like hey we you guys are actually really cool we'd like you to do a lecture on oh, this stuff cool. and i was like okay that's kind of weird um they're like no no we, we think our tech department would really like to like sit in on it like we would do it for like school credit for the students or whatever i'm like okay yeah so I went, I went and did that um uh, and I, I met one of the profs there and i was like Hey, check this stuff out. And he had some good ideas. He's like, you know, I don't think it's paranormal, but have you considered this, this, and this, this? You know, and I'm like, oh, that's really, that's great. That's the kind of feedback I'm actually looking for. Not uh-huh. not somebody going, no, just you're wrong, but right. hey, maybe this is what you should tweak. Cool. Um, and I, I got a pretty good relationship with him, so he follows us, and I'll get a lot of comments on things like that. And he, he's like, no, you, you guys are awesome. Like, I still don't think you found anything paranormal, but you're on the right track. He's like, if there is something going on, that's the way you're going to find it. Exactly. It is through that method. That's what I mean. That's why I want you guys to succeed because I want you to find it. Yeah. Um, That's interesting that you had this guy. Yeah. Um, I tried to duplicate that. It, like I got confident after that. I tried to duplicate that with like other tech departments at different school. I'm like, oh, send this off and this off and no one cares. Like right. no one has time for it. They're like, ah, paranormal stupid. It's because it's pseudoscience. Yeah. Well, it, what we do isn't well. It is some of it is it's kind of science. I mean, it sounds insulting, but it, it, yeah. uh, the majority of uh, what we're investigating is pseudoscience. But the, but the methods that we're using are credible science, um, because we're not trying to prove something's haunted. We're just trying to prove what the environmental data shows. Uh, so what we do isn't pseudoscience, but it's in a pseudoscience field. But that's what everybody sees, and they just, ah, I don't have time for this crap. You yeah. know, it's it's like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, talking to a flat earther. He's like, I'm sick. I'm just tired of it yeah. at this point. He's like, I, I don't have time to debate it. What's the point of debating it with you? You're not going to believe it. Yeah. And so they just have this preconceived notion of what I'm going to present and what I think and what I'm going to say, and they don't. 
They don't give you the time because they already. I mean, yeah. yeah, To their credit, though, that is kind of what most of the paranormal world is. I mean, it is kind of this. Oh, it's it's completely, and and that's. I love the idea of para unity, but the problem is, is there's there's no set standards and practice. Like, there's nobody running the show. You you can you can start a podcast and say you're an expert as a a paranormal investigator. Smoke and just yeah, there's claim themselves. I mean, that's how I started. I, I had no. I had nothing to set me apart when our group started for us to be any better than anybody else. Yeah. And and we were able to just come in and say, oh, this is what we do now. And people were just like oddly okay with it. They're like, yeah, y'all got a cool website. <laughs> cool. You know, and really, yeah. you know, we were just panicking. We were like, no, we just want to find places that we can go and try to do these things. Yeah. Um, but... I always think it's going to be like a fight to go in there and like, like with you, you can talk tech a little bit and, and like you understand what I'm saying, but I always feel like I've got to give this like presentation, like, okay, yeah. this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. And this is why we're more legitimate. Than you got to break guys. it down. And I, I have found a lot of times I don't have to do that. All I got to do is be like, yeah, I think we can find the ghosts. And they'll be like, come on in, come find the ghosts. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I mean, I think on some level, people's interest in the paranormal is just sort of borderline entertainment. You know, it's just like yep. it's just fun. You know, and but to you, you treat it as a like, dude, I'm about to prove another world exists. Like, and I think that's what's kind of and neat. you know what that wasn't like. I didn't come up this like I was always interested. No, but that's your mode of loosely in the paranormal yeah. until something happened. Like I didn't think that. So what's this ha- was what's happened be- this year? By the way. Oh, th- this year. So we so we met and and on camera, it, the documentary got released. You know, I just saw a documentary that was amazing, and they took nine years to make it because they kept taking like two year breaks. That just might be the story of mine. But anyway, um, since the on on camera, Ashton literally said like basically kind of concluded. I I don't really know if this any of this is real, and and that's why I liked you because you're taking in a skeptic approach. This to may be it. a good way to end your documentary. You may need to film with us again. That's cool. Like oh man, like that is later. definitely the angle. And so you, you so that it. you can okay, you like, got to hit like me now. The change. So um, God, what has happened? This you year? don't have to go through the whole list, but uh, like, no, what's, what's really something that's sitting on you? What what can we chew on? All right, so there's this nice little. It's a museum now. It's a historical jail museum in in Granbury. Anybody can go there. Granbury, Texas. Yeah. um, People uh, in my audience are are from all over the U.S., so they might not know. Oh, okay. So uh, in Granbury, Texas, there's the Hood County Jail Museum. Anybody that wants to go should visit. It's like $3. You just make a little donation to win. It's a great little piece of history. Wow. And through word of mouth, we found out that we could stay there, our group, overnight. Holler. Whenever we want. Yes. So we started doing that. I'm already um, scared. The first night we were there, it was the most boring night of our lives. Yeah. Nothing happened. Of course. Whatever. That's how every movie starts. It's the boringest yeah. night, then you're disarmed by the time the night, so, second night comes so what happened? So what happened during the, the doll first shows night up. is uh, totally forgot to turn on a couple of cameras that, <sighs> that were running. Uh, some equipment just didn't work out. It was hot. It was miserable. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad night. We didn't get anything. Okay. So much so that I could not even make, like, even if we get nothing, we try to make a video out of it. But we have to make it, like, interesting, us finding nothing. So we have to film ourselves debunking a bunch of stuff. So all paranormal TV shows. Right. So, so much nothing happened. There wasn't anything for us to debunk. Like, it was just... Quiet. Dead. Okay. That's, That's night one. Right. Uh... 
about seven, eight months later, we're like, ah, let's, okay, that was a wash. Let's go back. Let's film ourselves debunking stuff. And it's cooler out, so this will be better. So we go, we stay all night, we're doing stuff, and we had started live streaming at this point, too. We were one of the first paranormal groups to start live streaming some of our stuff so people could watch in real time and comment and ask questions and give us ideas for things we could ask in our EVP sessions and just all kinds of things. And they knew we weren't faking it because it's all live. Right. So we were doing that, and by this point in time, we had decided, oh, we're doing psychological experiments now which includes isolation. And what this is supposed to do is we get one person to go sit in a scary room by themselves and get ramped up to see if, uh, you're, you're trying to scare them by putting them. Yeah. yeah. Do do I experience more paranormal activity when I'm just emotionally compromised? Right. When you're scared alone. Spoiler alert, heightened. that happens. <laughs> it, when you're scared, guess what? You think everything's paranormal. But um, <laughs> we had done that. I'm a little ramped up. That's why this is still evidence. So you're Doctor. the person? Yeah, yeah, I okay. had done it. And, and I'm almost never the person to do it. Uh, usually we send, like, the girls in my group are way braver than I am. <laughs> like, a thousand times. Every time I go, like, our viewership spikes because they're like, oh, Ashton's going in there? This is going to be awesome. He's going to cry <laughs> like a girl. I know it. And so they're just waiting for me to die. Plus, I'm such an a-hole on our, during our investigations. Everybody's just waiting for me to get mine. Well, I got mine this night. And I'd actually got through the isolation thing just fine, but I was, like, I was, um, I went out of here. I don't like it. Um, somebody else had actually done an isolation in that room before me. Oh, actually, two people. Uh, Kristen had done it, and she had done it. And they both, uh, they were separate. They didn't share their testimony with each other, but they both reported that they were sitting in that room and saw something crawl across the ceiling. I'm gone. Like a hu- And I'm, I'm, I'm like, moving. you saw something crawl across the ceiling? What does that mean? You, you, you realize how ridiculous that sounds? Not sounds? a spider. A person. She's shaking her head saying no. Like a... A person, like a Spider-Man. Yeah. A Spider-Man. Like a shadowy Spider-Man crawl across the ceiling. A shadow man was in there. Yeah, and she's like, no, that's not... And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. And okay. then I talked to Kristen, who's, who had also done it, and they haven't talked to each other. And she's like, yeah, it was... Two people can have the same experience, but react to it different. She's like, uh, I, don't li- I don't like it at all. I don't like it. Talk to Kristen. She's like, I don't like it at all, but... It's kind of weird. I think I saw something crawl across the ceiling. Oh, I'm gone. And I'm like, just say that into the microphone really loud. Okay. So we're all up in there. We're live streaming. Yeah. And uh, we're in there jacking around doing EVPs. We're we're talking, you know, and I I tell them, hey, you guys both said you saw the same thing. So let's go. We're all sitting in there. And somebody on our live stream says, hey, look at the bed. It looks like somebody sat on the bed and there's an indention on it because there's like a little cot in there. And I look over and there is, and I'm like, Okay, but maybe one of us leaned on it or something. Let, let me just put my hand over here and see how easy it is to depress. And if it stays depressed, you know, I'm debunking. I'm doing my job. I'm being logical. I'm doing a good job of this, even though I'm ramped up from the hour yeah. I spent in there before. And I put my hand down on it. And this is this is on our live video because we, we haven't done an official, like, uh, edited video for this yet. But if you go through our live videos, it's on there. But I put my hand on it and you just hear me, Gah! scream and I pull my hand back and everybody's like what the hell is going on something grabbed my hand what does like, that mean grabbed it like what does that mean like give me your wrist like something grabbed and, and pulled you and pulled and I 
almost shit my pants. It didn't feel like a ghost. It didn't feel like a gust of wind, Sarah. It didn't. Garrison's is like, shut up. It didn't it feel paranormal. It felt like somebody was hiding under the bed, reached up over, grabbed my wrist, and pulled it. And I screamed like a woman, and I got the fuck out of that room. And that's the first time. Is this video on your Facebook? Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. I, I mean, you'll have to dig. We have so many live videos, you'll have to dig. And I don't know what it's called. But, uh, you know what time or what time of year uh, it was? This might have been like a year ago. NT Paranormal? Yeah. Uh, it'll be, it'll be on our Facebook page, I'm sure. Okay, I'm looking it up on their Facebook. Is it a discussion group? Uh, no, no, no. It'll, it'll, it'll be our. NT par- it'll be the NT Paranormal page, not the. So this the is what, group. I just did Paranormal, and this is what came up. These two, or is this y'all? Okay. Oh, I haven't liked you guys. I'm sorry. Click like. Horrible host. I really. But am. you have good beer. That, that's the best compliment you could have given me. Okay. Uh, so uh, if you if you go to our videos, is it, that you guys? Look at you going to Denton to be interviewed on a local podcast. Local. This is a national podcast, boy. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just kidding. Well, it's it's local. local to me. <laughs> okay. So we're looking for live videos. Where'd I go? Okay. But it'll be it'll be uh, old Granberry Jail, probably something like that. But. Okay. So you have thirty nine. So let's see. I just got to see, I got to hear you scream like a girl and I got to, I got to, I want to assess your real initial reaction. I'm, I might just, I might just have to send you the, uh, okay. the actual clip and you can edit it in later. Okay. It, or you might be here all day. We have so many. Okay. So and, this and, is... and that video is probably like four hours long too. So okay. Yeah. It. These are all like two hours. Yeah. Cause, cause we live stream like the whole investigation, all this stuff. I mean, okay, send it to me so I can put it in. Yeah, because I definitely got it. Yeah, hear. I'll have to dig it up and find it. But yeah. it's pretty good. But it's the first. It's the first time uh, on any any of my experience, like even my first experience that got us started is paranormal investigation. It's the first time I've been touched. That's weird, dude. <sighs> what you know, touched it, you, man? I don't know. It like I said, it felt like a person, not like a go- like what you would expect a ghost to feel like, like ethereal. Yeah. The crazy thing about that is since that first experience, yeah, it's happened more often. You've been touched again. I've okay, so something got me at Yoakum, right? She's he's talking to to Sarah behind him. It's it's happened it's happened again. Like I felt like something Oh no, at the jail again we were downstairs. They, she said they both got touched. Yeah, yeah. Last it, time. it was it was our third. It was our last investigation there. We were sitting downstairs. Oh, I didn't get you a mic. Like, Sorry. Uh, talking. She asked me before. She's like, "Why didn't you want to interview me?" I'm like, "I don't know." I have a microphone, just not a mic cord. I haven't actually had a third person on this podcast before, but I'll I'll be prepared next time. Anyway, um, so you got touched again. On yeah, yeah. We, we were sitting downstairs, and I was sitting. I mean. It, there's like a chair and it's like under the main stairs that go up to the cell block or whatever. And I was sitting there and I, I kept saying, I was like, man, I feel like something's touching me on my shoulder. It's kind of weird. And then later on, she was sitting in the, almost the same place and she had kind of said the same thing, mm-hmm. just completely unrelated. She's like, huh? Oh, well, I, I'm not remembering correctly. Memory is faulty, by the way. That's why you can't use personal experiences as evidence. Yeah. So uh, with this hand, I want to I want to hear that story too. With this hand, it, did it feel? Did you feel warmth? Did you feel coarse like yeah, fingers? Yeah. Did you feel five fingers and a thumb wrapped around you? Well, I didn't stop to count them. Well, I know, but you know what I'm but, saying. But like, I felt fingers wrapped around my wrist. Just how do you know way. it wasn't a human? Like, was your first thought ghost, or was your first thought, "What was a homeless dude who grabbed me"? Like, what was your first thought? 
Man, uh, you thought ghost? It, ha- it happened fast. Well, you know what? You know why I thought and it ghost? pulled you. That's you know why? Weird. I, you know why I thought ghost? Because I was looking for ghosts. Right. If if I was looking for homeless people, I would have thought I found a homeless person. You also would have found a homeless person, like if it was. I don't know. That one's that one's pretty easy to debunk. Because if there's not a homeless person there, <laughs> ghosts are harder to debunk. Because how do you know that there's not a ghost there? So you got grabbed. Was do you do you remember any other detail? Did it feel like a warm person? Like, yeah. No. Yeah. It felt like a human. It, it totally oh. felt like a human. It didn't feel cold. Did it feel like a male or female? I know it's a weird question. I, I felt like a big hand. Male. Yeah. Like like it, it wrapped around my whole wrist, and I, I'm a fat dude. Yeah. So I mean, it it so had to be a hand bigger than mine. Wow. And it pulled you. Why do you think it did that? Do you think you wanted to know that it exists? Like, why? Oh, I don't know. You're getting out of my scope of research. Okay. I mean, I'm just my, interested in your general thoughts on it. I don't know. My, my personal feeling on it is, you know, they're trying to get its attention. So it's like, okay, why not? People come here, try to get my attention. Do it. But, I mean, that doesn't matter to the, to the scope of our group's research. That's, that's not part of our goal. Right. To, to figure out motive. Our our goal is to figure out mechanic yeah. in, in the, is this possible? Yeah. But still, you know, you have your own conclusions. You know, you, you weren't grabbed before, but you were grabbed this time and you walk in, into every room as a skeptic and yet something grabbed you. Dude, that's, I mean, that, 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 that's where people leave you. I mean, that's where skeptics are like, okay, whatever. But you Well, cause I've been grabbed. in situations where I felt like I was touched before, but I was unsure about it. Like, oh, something brushed up against my arm or it kind of felt like a spider crawling on me. That, that's the only time where it was like, hey, buddy, come here. And I was like, nope, I'm out. So what happened after he grabbed you? You just left. You're gone. Oh, I went downstairs. I cooled off. I, I, th- I think we resumed the investigation. I just, you know, I just need a minute. I need a minute. I mean, that's like going myself. to Mars, dude. You had like an invisible thing grab you. Like that's that like, is a crazy so thing to claim. My very first experience, like I, I wouldn't say I was skeptical before I started investigating. I would just say that I didn't not believe, but I I did I just didn't really think about it, and I had just not seen anything that was really that convincing up to that point. And then I had my personal experience before I was just an experience that happened while I was at work one day where I saw something I heard some things and then because I had seen ghost adventures a handful of times I was like okay well I'll try to get some video and and get it on a recorder and it worked and it floored me and in in those moments I was convinced I was like okay there's something to it you know I convinced myself and then that high kind of wore off you know I was like okay and, and, you know, and I, I played the recordings for some people and I showed the pictures and everybody's like, ah, it could be some other, th- either you're faking it or it, it, these are some other things it could be. And I was like, you know, that really kind of, I'm a logical person. I was like, that, that could make some sense. I, w- I want to see if it's those other things. Unfortunately, I lost access to that warehouse. But I, but she was really into kind of dabbling. Uh, Sarah was really into dabbling it like paranormal investigation just for like fun. They just used to go do recordings in the alley the same way. And I had talked to them. I was like, Hey, what do y'all think about going and doing this thing? Like I have some cameras and some equipment and uh, a little bit of expertise in, in this kind of field. Like, what do you think about it? And they're like, hell yeah, let's go run around in cemeteries and do this thing. And yeah. Yeah. We started doing it and we, we collected more evidence and more evidence and more evidence. And that, and I kind of disproved 
all but a couple of my experiences that I originally had, and it, it kind of wore off, and then then the Kyle thing happened, hmm. and I, I was just like, oh, I'm reinvigorated. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know that I I believe it's paranormal. I, I don't know that it's demons or ghosts or or any of this thing, and and that's when I kind of wrap my head around. There's a thing I I wholeheartedly believe that there's a thing happening. Well, of course. Like, I'm perceiving a thing. I'm recording a thing. Like, that's undeniable. I just, I don't think that people leave their body and, and go walk around and have adventures. So, uh, when I said, like, I don't like the idea of calling it ghosts. Like, we call them either residual or intelligent. But uh, I really like to think of anything that we find that's, like, intelligent, like, it interacts with us. I like the word alien better than hmm. anything and when you throw that out there everybody thinks ufos and stuff like that but i mean alien in the sense that the actual definition yeah it's not yeah. human because everything we've ever interacted with that seemed like it was human did not seem intelligent it didn't seem to notice us like over the course of our, and i'm just pulling from our investigations if it if it looked human smelled human acted human anything like that you've smelled a ghost sir no but I'm just saying, if we're That's talking about man. all the senses here, yeah, yeah. But I know if it's human, it just seems like it's walking around ignoring everybody. Like it, it has no idea we're here. Like maybe we're just glimpsing into another world, or maybe it's just a a, a replay of something that happened, or maybe we're seeing the it, whatever you want to call it. Doesn't seem intelligent. Right. Anytime we've run into anything like at Kyle, yeah, where it has an intelligent response, yeah, or that it uh it does something on command to let us know that it knows we're there yeah. and something's going on. Yeah, and I got, I've got, I've got what nothing scientific to back this up, but it never seems human. And just think about that for a minute. It doesn't it's, seem like a person died, came back, and is now communicating. It right. seems like it's otherworldly. A lot of times, it's, especially at Kyle, like when it answers questions and stuff, it, it communicates in like a human-like way but it's like something impersonating a human. Like, it's just off. That's it's what people say about d- demonic right. stuff, I've noticed. I know, and I, I hate the idea of demon, because if you if you apply the name demon to it, it says that you understand its motives. You're immediately saying that it's a demon, so it's got to be evil and it wants to harm you and things like that. Could that not be true, though? It could be, but we don't know that. So if it's alien, if it's alien and it's doing these things, you don't know what its motivations are. Unless it tells you. So, yeah, that thing that grabbed my wrist, it scared me, and I could I could decide to take that. It scared me in that moment. I could take that with me and say that was a negative experience. I could say, oh, it was trying to grab me and pull me under and kill me. Or it could have just been, that may have been the only way it knew to get my attention and make me, it knew what I needed to believe that happened. That's crazy. For it to be undeniable. touched you. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So... It would be a disservice for me to call that a demon because it did that. Because as soon as I say demon, everybody goes, oh, it has to be this like negative thing from Evil. hell, whatever. I mean, even in cases where negative stuff is happening, yeah, you don't know that there is there is no like there is no proof that the paranormal exists anyway. There is even less proof that even though it's doing things that are inherently harmful to us or, or hurt us or, or make us afraid of it, that it's actually trying to harm us. It might just not know better. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be the same like as a, if you went to like an, an animal. Like yeah. a hurt animal or an abused yeah, animal. Yeah, a dog could yeah. bite you, but that doesn't make the dog yeah. an evil. evil. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, and I hate applying any kind of really, 
and if I re- apply any kind of like religious terminology to it, that's me acknowledging that um, I'm subscribing, or I think one is more right than the other, or whatever. And, and, Do you and subscribe to, to be, any religion? Any I'm, religious agno- I'm agnostic. Agnostic. So you think it could exist? You just don't know what it is. I mean, I can't rule it out. I, I don't. You don't think, haven't ruled it in. I, I don't. I don't think it's probable. I don't have any evidence against it. I don't, right. I don't have enough evidence okay. for it. Right. So you know, I just I've. And you know what? I, I may have leaned more to the side of being a believer before I did this. It, it's really weird. Like some people start this and they, they just they become more of a believer because of that confirmation yeah. bias. Me, I've become more skeptical. As a spirit world thing has grabbed you, you become more skeptical. I've of become the spirit more. World. I've become more skeptical that skeptical that it's spirits doing it, and more. Uh, like a natural phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's something that can be explained. We just don't know how to explain it. We're looking in the wrong spot. Everybody wants to go find the spirit of their great Aunt Millie. But nobody wants to go and find out that, oh, it's, you know, it's actually this guy named Ted from Dimension Z. Like, like they hate that. That, that sounds like I need a tinfoil hat. But if I tell you that I'm seeing spirits everywhere, uh, 75% of the country is immediately going to believe me. Right even though it's bullcrap. I, I can't say that. I can't say that I've ever seen a spirit. I can say I've seen something I can't explain, but I can't say I've seen a spirit. So how satisfying is pursuing this to you? Like in your overall life, like do you find this like pretty gratifying? Like as a person, you and Sarah, I mean, is it fun? Oh yeah. It's an adrenaline rush. It, it's, it's like skydiving or anything like that. Um, I know Sarah gets more of an adrenaline rush. Oh yeah. Out of it. Who's than, more scared? Who's I more did. of a scaredy cat? Ashton? She said for show. Of us two? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, no, I'm Sarah, not the worst in the group, though. Sarah, where do you sit on the, the skeptic believer uh, paradigm? Yeah. Here. Okay, let's get Sarah on the mic. Come here. Get up here. She's got... She's got a she's got a look on her face like she's gonna drop some well, knowledge. You you really do need to get her commentary in here because her her ideas on it are so much different than mine. Cool. So get her on here. Get on that mic. Similar now. You can give her headphones if you want. What question? You can hear yourself. I was asking where you sit on the paranormal uh, skeptic believer, uh, you know, graph. See, I'm just repeating you here. I definitely think there's something going on. It's just a, a scientific thing that we we don't have the ability to study yet or the technology. Uh, we're going to have to catch up. Well, I know that. I know that. But I'm saying you personally. What is your supposition as of this second? I know it's ever-changing. I know you can't solic- like definitively decide on either because you're still in the progress. But like, if you had to put your money... Uh, nothing's real. It's, it's just people. Oh, man. <laughs> how, how much CBD do you have on the way here? <laughs> None, but I had two beers and I don't drink. <laughs> no, I, I if I had to put money on it, I wouldn't believe in any of it. You're a skeptic totally, mm-hmm. you'd say. I think you told me that before, too. Yeah, I, I didn't used to be. Uh, what do you think about something grabbing him? I think it was the wind. Lit. Okay, I, we, have, we have wind. I mean, we experience wind. I mean, to mistake a hand for wind is pretty pretty large jump. I think he was extremely anxious. Anxiety to feel like it. this, though, and pull? That is a fact. Uh, peop- I was extremely anxious. People okay. imagine all sorts of stuff. I have uh, sleep paralysis. Have you ever experienced My dad it? Did. Um, it's absolutely horrifying. It's yeah. horrifying after you wake you up. You can't move, right? Yeah. But you're, yeah, but you're and, awake. And you yeah. might feel like, uh, I think that's a lot of ghost stories. You feel like something's messing with you. 
sitting on your chest or mm-hmm. standing in the corner scaring at you. Yep. But even after you wake up, you, you can't shake it. I think that's a lot of what happens to us. Uh, it's all in our head. You think it's all in our head? I, I think None a of it's lot real. of it is. Oh, I'm sure there's something. Can both be real? Oh, Can yes. a lot of it be in our head and it still yes. be real in some instances? You're talking to somebody that's on the medical side. This is why I have, okay, this is why I have you guys on. Yeah. Because your brain makes lots of mistakes. Sure, it does. But it's having a hand—that's a—that's a big—that's a big freaking mistake, though. Uh, it, it is, but I, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff happen. Okay, what's the most profound experience you've had? That's that's like the scariest thing that you're you have a hard time explaining, at least. Oh, walking as a through the forest that didn't exist at Kyle. Okay. Um, Do you think that's all in your brain? See, I don't know. I analyze it a lot because I have I have some medical problems. Okay. So I sit and I go, could it have been this? Mm-hmm. It, could it have been this? But it was so real. Uh, I, I had a flashlight in my hand. I looked up. I looked down, left, right. I got to a point where I couldn't see the other two people in the party with me. I turned around. Um, and we go back and there's just nothing there. It got to the point that I got obsessed. I didn't tell anyone what had happened. I spent two weeks on the internet just in Holy this crap. research hole. I, I think I told uh, I had a roommate at the time. Uh-huh. I, I said, "This is what happened." I don't. I don't even know what to look up. <laughs> um, but I, I got up to looking at the the maps for the area uh-huh. and like uh, maybe stuff that used to be there because I also subscribed to the alternate uh, dimension kind of stuff, uh-huh. especially after Kyle. But no maps. I looked up had it been a forest in any recent history. So it's just. Total hallucination. Like, there's no... And it got to the point where I was paranoid. Like, I was at home and I was like, uh, did something follow me? Is there a ghost here now? It's It was weird. Mandela effect, yeah. I, I, What's I the Mandela effect? Um, You know the Bernstein Bears? Did you ever read those books as a sure, kid? yeah. You know it's not Bernstein? It's Bernstein? It's Bernstein. Stain? Yeah. S-T-A-I-N. Okay. It's, it's, the name comes from uh, Nelson Mandela. A lot of people oh. apparently think he died when he was in jail. When he didn't, he went on to live a pretty long life. Hmm. The theory also states that uh, if there are alternate dimensions, perhaps you can slip from time to time. And everything seems the same, but there's just one little difference. Right. Like Fruit Loops, how it's spelled on a cereal box. Um, there's a lot of really interesting videos online of stuff like that. Hmm. But yeah, we how, got. F R U I T L O P. It's not. It's F R U T. It's F R U U T. No. Loops. Way. Yeah. But like fifty per fifty percent of the population. But isn't there something there? Because you know how like you can read a sentence if like all the words are jumbled except for the first and last letter. Yeah, because your brain's just word. filling most everything in. Exactly. It's Otherwise, it take you forever to read. Oh, yeah. 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 That's probably where it's total crap. Well, and that's why paranormal investigations is so hard because you have to see it from your own head. Yeah. You have no other option. Yeah. And knowing that your brain is super faulty and it's just sort of guessing at everything, it's just, it's difficult. We have to rely on our, our evidence and, uh, you got to take out all the, oh, I'm scared. I feel creeped out. Uh, But it's important at the time because it changes things. Mm hmm. Uh, it's the whole, uh, okay, if I'm anxious, does more stuff happen? Or do I feel like more stuff happens because I'm anxious? The answer is probably yes. But, but we don't know yet. I mean, that's something we've really started yeah, experimenting one of the, on. One of the big theories is that if spirits uh, or these entities or whatever 
feeding it's, off. It's a directional mic. You got to oh, be around it. Yeah. So like one of the one of the big theories is if if spirits or whatever it is we're communicating with are feeding off of our emotional energy to communicate. So if I'm more anxious, they're more able to manifest. But it's a double-edged sword because if I'm more anxious, I'm How more likely. anxiety like, give them power to manifest? Just emotional energy. It's just one of those. It's okay. one of those theories that's out there. There's nothing. There's there's no scientific data behind it or whatever. But our body does give off more EMF when you're like emotionally compromised. Oh, really? In that way, yeah. It's huh. it's true. Your neurons are firing faster. Your adrenaline's pumping. And in like she can probably she's the medical person, but I'm the one saying this. But so when you're in that state, you become more heightened and aware. It's sure. an evolutionary throwback. Like yeah. you can see more things because your eyes dilate. Uh, time seems to slow down because your brain's functioning faster. Like your your body is in that survival mode. So are yep. you noticing more actual paranormal things happening because you're in that heightened state? Or, or are you just thinking everything's and, kind of a threat? And, or yeah. is there more paranormal activity because that energy's going on and they're able to use it? Or are you just thinking more things are paranormal because you're in that panic mode and you're mo- noticing things that you wouldn't normally notice? Like, because it's almost like superpowers. Like, you get that super hearing. So now all of a sudden you're noticing that clock ticking in the other what room. What if both are things. true and you're yeah. more heightened? So you're now more in tune to what is happening. Yeah. And, and that's that's why I said we do the, the, uh, the pre-interviews, the mid-interviews, and the post-interviews to see what our emotional yeah. state is during that whole thing. And we even use an EEG, which monitors our brainwave activity during that's certain cool. experiments. Yeah. We like, we really try to take things like to yeah. the next that's step. That's insane. Y'all need to get bigger. Y'all need to get bigger. I hope, I hope, wait, hold on. I have one more, I have one more question for Sarah. Sarah, uh, what happens when we die? Uh, die. I know that. I said, what happens when? You know, it's interesting. We just had this conversation about, uh, human electricity and where it goes when you die. It stops. You don't exist anymore. So just, we go into nothing and you just no longer exist. Just like you. That's my current theory. I like that you say current. It didn't used to be. I, I so I assume you're an atheist, a current uh, agnostic, agnostic. But okay. I, I grew up extremely religious, so this okay. is this is a new theory I'm working with. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Do you think an atheist could also believe in ghosts, <sighs> or is it always like opposite? You know, you know, I mean? I, I'm in a, these face group, Facebook groups with a lot of atheists and. There are some that do believe in it because they think it could be a, a scientific, like, like a natural phenomenon. Yeah, like yeah. a natural phenomenon, something yeah. that our science can't understand yet. And I mean, we already know we don't see everything. We can right. only see a certain spectrum. We can, can only, only hear, hear certain frequencies. So we know there's stuff out there we aren't we can't picking see. up on. Yeah, uh, they seem to take a more. They they never go with oh, it's a human that died. It's someone's soul floating around trying to freak you out. It's always understood that it's something we just haven't quite under... We haven't figured it out. Yeah. But there, there's a lot less of them that believe in ghosts than there are, I guess, in the general population. Sure. I think I saw a stat that's 40% of Americans, which is higher than I thought it would be. There's a lot of them, but a lot of people have personal experiences. Yeah. I mean, 40% of Americans believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people have uh, experiences as kids that just stick with them for. Yeah, what's with the kids thing? I feel like kids, for some reason, like they're all like, yeah, this thing used to talk to me when I was a kid. I'm like, well, are you sure you're just not having like a kid imagination? And 
uh, my kid came in my room when she was about two and a half and told me there was a headless man in her room putting <laughs> blood and fire on her walls. Um, what? What are you saying? I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I live in my... Dude, I need to pee too. I'm... <laughs> You, I'm tapping. I'm tapping out with you right after you get back. Oh wait, you're not going to pee. Okay. Well, I do need to pee. Okay. Go ahead. I what, live, what happened? I, I live in my mother-in-law's house, and uh, it, it's ours now. But uh, the whole everyone who's ever lived there says it's haunted. So I'm living. And you a, think nah? No. Uh, I love the conviction of no. You know who I always wanted in that documentary. You know, I can never come across was a skeptic. I, I. There's so many people that believed in it. Or we're middle, but nobody would say no, except for you. And that's which is funny because we're investigators. And that's what's awesome. <laughs> that's why I like it. It's interesting to me now. Oh, people get so mad at me. I'm mad at you. How can you ghost hunt if you're a skeptic? Well, it's that's why you ghost. That's exactly and, what you should do. And everybody's story starts with, I was a skeptic until because now you're checking this dude like, and he's like, I got, I literally had a hand. He's like, well, it's probably the wind, dumbass. <laughs> That's so rude, Ashton. She's so rude. She's so rude, dude. He's just as bad. Don't let him fool you. (laughs) The shade. Meanwhile, I'm the one that locked you out of the car. Okay, so your kid is like a headless guy throwing blood. Oh yeah, she was. She was real little. Get like, see how it's direct. It's a directional mic. Yeah, but she. She came in my room so calm. Just. There's a headless man Just in my room. Just information. Here putting, it is. Putting blood and fire on my walls. And I'd already been... I, I had probably started when I was 16 taking a recorder out to cemeteries and just asking stupid questions. But I went, okay, well, I don't think this is real. But just in case, why don't you sleep in my room for the next six months? <laughs> <laughs> it was the matter-of-fact way she said it that wigged me it out. It scared you. But uh, we've actually investigated the house since then and nothing happened, so... Kids are just weird, and it's a lot of that breakdown between they don't understand what's real, what's dream, what's fantasy. But then there's the other theories that say they're more able to sense that stuff, like animals, like cats that hiss at nothing or dogs that bark at nothing. A lot of people think that they're just more capable of sensing these things because we know they do see, smell, and hear things we don't see, smell, and hear. Yep. So why not? Could be. Okay, I want to tell you guys the most profound thing I've told you before, the most profound thing that's happened to me, um, and then I want you guys to debunk it. it just, I realize that you're not there, but as like if you were going to go through a normal process or whatever, treat me as a client as best you can. I know we're not there. Okay, set the stage. So <laughs> this is a weird story. So we were, um, I was in my old house. This is where stuff had been happening a lot, and this is when I first started really getting into it, where we were going to graveyards and stuff, and we just like, it was a fun thing. So anyway, we so as you know, I was in a band at that time, and we were we we were kicking out a member. Like we were, so we were having practice, and then that person showed up, and we were we were like, we need to sit you down. So we sat our, sat sat that person down on the couch, and we were like, and we were kicking her out. As that was happening, all three of us were sitting on a couch. She was on sitting on an opposite couch. What sounded like, so all of a sudden, like footsteps started happening in the attic. And what was so odd about these footsteps is that, well, A, first of all, you can't stand up in my attic. It it was like 
one of those like you just can put storage in it. You can't actually stand up in it. It's like probably waist height. So it sounded like gung, gung, gung. So we're in the middle of arguing. It's not going well. The conversation's not going well. We're like talking and it's like getting heated and all of a sudden we hear gung, gung, gung. We're all, and we all stop and we're all looking up. And now we're not thinking about this stuff. We're obviously thinking about something way different. And we hear gung, gung, gung. And so we're looking and we're, we can follow it. We're sitting there, it's going doom, doom. And what this thing does is that, I'm sounding like a crazy person. It's, it's walking straight and then it starts to circle in like a drain. Like a, so it goes dun, 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 dun. And it's going on so long that I get up in time and I have time to turn off the amps because the amps will just sort of fuzz. Like if they're just sitting idle, just go, mm, there's just a hum. So I'm trying to turn off the amps to hear it clear it more clearly. What was insane about it is that you can hear the weight of the creek. It was like, and you can hear like the, the board shifting as if something was like, and it was, but the craziest thing about it, A, we were in the middle of having an argument. Yeah. All, yeah. Um, and so, but the weirdest thing about it is that it, would, it was walking, gung, 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 gung. And we're just watching it, and I'm turning off amps. And at the very end, it does that thing like where you stop walking, where you just like dun 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 gung gung, like that. It did that exact thing, and I was like, and we all stared at each other. I'm like, what was that? And so I ran to the attic, just out of impulse, and nothing was in there. There was no animal. I, I used a flashlight. I came back. That girl, like, we just continued the argument, and then she just kind of left, and Halsey and I were like, dude, it was with Halsey. Halsey was there. That's, that's the other girl that was helping me with the documentary, um, and we looked at each other like that was the most insane thing that's ever happened. Like, we were in this totally other mindset, and that had happened. Okay, so that's my story. Well, if you're a client first, I'd say that's a very interesting story, and we're not here to, to debunk what you said. He's writing down notes. I like, already, you know what? I'm, did I, he type I, in I, that guy's? A I know what to say. Thanks, Brad <laughs> Ashton. Anyway, okay. So skip past the niceties. Like, what? What, what are you going to hit me first, with? First, I would say it was an animal, and when he went up there, it was already gone. It sounded like a boot. It like clunked. It was like click 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 clunk. It was like. Dude, clunk, we recently ran into ga-ding, a raccoon. The size of a Doberman. Really? So, yeah. But pacing like that, it was like, dun, gung, gung, gung. Yeah. Or the turkey vultured from that one. We did place. have raccoons around there. Um, the other one that I was going to say is infrasound mixed with the stress of what was going on. Mm. And it freaked y'all all out. That was so poignant. It was like, that's the, I, I don't, man, it just sucks. I wish I had a recording of that. But it was so odd because it's not like we were thinking about it or freaked out. We were in, we were literally utterly engaged. Well, why don't you do blah, blah, blah? Well, you did this. And just like, <clears throat> like over our head. Never happened before, ever. We lived there three years. That happened one time. It's hard to debunk anything because yeah. I, 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 I walked through a forest that didn't exist. And people can tell me. <laughs> so people can have all their theories of what happened. So you were just mistaken as to how far you walked. Um, you're absolutely crazy and you were just seeing stuff. You were stressed out because you were away from the group and you weren't really observing. But I walked through it. They didn't. Mm-hmm. You heard this. I didn't. I, I can't debunk something anyone else has because I wasn't there. It, it, it makes right. an impact that people from the outside can't grasp. 
when he had his experience that got him into this, the first thing I sent him back was stop sending me Photoshop stuff because I wasn't there. Yeah. It's hard to convince anyone who didn't experience with you. And even the people that did after a few days, they're going to start remembering it differently. And maybe they'll decide exactly. that it was absolutely a thing that happened or they'll listen to what other people have to say and decide that they were just crazy. That's it's true. impossible to judge. That's true. I know, but, you know, like I said, I sit on the fence there. But that was so odd. That was, it was so odd. And I always remembered that. I've lived a lot of, not a lot of life, but I've lived a lot of experiences. And I feel like that was so odd. It was just like a person was up there in boots, walking in a circle, and then stopped and stood. That's what it sounded like. And everybody thought that. But why, is that really my brain playing tricks? Like, is that really an animal? I've heard animals in my attic. Like, what? what is that? I want to know. You guys need to find out what that was. I don't know, because even being a, spec- uh, a skeptic makes you biased. How so? I'm more likely to write off stuff that might be real. Right. Because I people want to maintain their belief. Sure. It's inertia. Yeah. So as a skeptic, and we've noticed it in our ghost hunting group, a lot of stuff we used to think was evidence, now we're like, meh, mm. let's just ignore it. Mm. But we've got to stop doing that because it, it it's... Could the be. opposite of confirmation bias. Yeah. And yeah, I really think being a skeptic makes you just as prone to ignoring evidence as being a believer does. Just on the other end. That's a great quote. Yeah, that's so true. And that's what I like you guys about you guys. I know I keep saying that. I'm not just tooting your horn either. It's like, I'm so interested in this. But when I watch these shows, I'm so disappointed. I'm like, come on. Give me some semblance of objectivity, please. I want you to legitimize this for me. And you keep giving me this emotional garble. Like, stop. I'm not interested in the story. We've heard it. Please tell me how this is real. And you guys are on that mission. Okay, I'm going to give you guys, uh, like, sort of a lightning round of questions. Lightning round? Can a ghost follow you and not just haunt a place? Or has a ghost followed you, Sarah? How many times is it? Do you even open that ring? I think that's her third. <laughs> Are we going to clear this? Awesome. You invited the right people for that. You know what? I've had the neatest people on this podcast. I will say that. And you guys are just right in line. It's awesome. Um, can a ghost, air quotes there, follow you? Okay, so we're using ghost loosely, like in pretend land now. And how the audience will probably understand okay, all right. Um, I have had something... Uh, you know, back when we first met, I would have said no, uh, because I hadn't had an experience like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, several investigations later, and I, I can't even—it re- might have been the Hudson Oaks investigation, and then um, something else after that. It seems like when I got back to the house, mm-hmm. there were some kind of oddities. Not like I was followed, but like I, I noticed my cabinets would kind of be open. That's a common one. Sometimes, why do people think like, what's going on? I don't on? know, but so there's there's a problem with that. Uh-huh. I also have cats now, it's kind of out of their behavior to open my cabinets, but maybe they just had a frisky week. But it stopped on its own. I have a lot of frisky weeks, so I understand that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> that's my only personal experience with anything following me. But uh, you know what, I have noticed that, was it just the cabinets? What else? Um, really, that's all that was going on at my house, other than okay. my bathroom now feels creepy. Do you want a chair? Uh, my bathroom used to just be normal. Now, if you leave, the, now it's paranormal. 
It is because <laughs> where my bed sits, if you leave the bathroom door open at night, it feels like somebody's standing in there staring at you. Okay, I have something about that. So I learned, so there was, somebody did some experiment where they tried, you know, the feeling that you get when someone's staring at you, not paranormal wise, like if you're just like, I don't know, at a mall or at your job and you're like, I feel like someone's looking at me and, they, and you turn around and they are. Mm-hmm. So they did an experiment on that to see if you can actually tell if somebody's looking at you. You can't. Nope. You can't. You cannot Not tell. So they, they did the test. You know, literally they stood somebody, they stared at them and they said, is somebody looking at you? Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it was just like flipping a coin. It was like the same stats. Absolutely. So you cannot act. If you get the feeling someone's looking at you, they're saying that it's probably other cues. Like you're just hearing sound or like you pass somebody. And so you think it's funny you be. bring that up because yeah. what causes you to have that feeling is your amygdala. And the thing that triggers your amygdala is infrasound. So you guys have your own podcast. You guys can plug your podcast. Feel free. Oh, yeah, uh, NT Paranormal After Dark podcast. And you guys just discuss your investigations? or uh, We talk about investigations. We talk about other people's investigations, uh, different paranormal theories, ethics, things like that. And, cool. and then um, our group actually runs a non-paranormal podcast called the Strictly Sickly podcast. And it is a, a medical advocacy podcast because uh several of the members of our group all have chronic illnesses Mm -hmm. that they deal with and so we also run a podcast for that that sounds pretty awesome what's the name of that strictly sickly strictly sickly (laughs) that's cool yeah but uh yeah we uh we're actually taking a break from our podcast right now just because it's getting a little overwhelming but uh yeah i think we're like at 60 episodes now y'all are 60 yeah holy crap uh we were doing it every week Oh, wow. For a little while before we decided, okay, we're going to take a break now. Yeah. But yeah, it's totally live. So we interact with our audience. Like people can ask questions and we'll take callers and do interviews and and stuff like that. And we kind of cut loose on it too because we're pretty serious on our investigations. And and, and, well, they're science based. So, you know, we're trying to present this like credible factual data so we don't screw around a lot. So it gives us a chance to kind of cut loose and recognize the ridiculousness of the fact that. Were these really intelligent people out hunting ghosts? Yeah, like it's it's silly. Like you should be able to laugh at the idea that we're just sitting in dark rooms <laughs> talking to nobody. But that I, again, I know I keep tooting y'all's horn, but that's what makes y'all great is that you can laugh at yourself. You know, it's you're not selling a story. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. You're being it's, funny. It's, like that's so great. You know, it's it's nice. And I mean, we can be as credible as we want, but we do it because it's fun. It's great. It's That's, awesome. That it's like, passion that does that kind of stuff. That, you know I, I think, I mean? and you're unafraid. You you have a lot of courage to do that. Except when I'm running out of a room. But admitting <laughs> that, come on. <laughs> yeah. So you had something grab you, dude. I mean, I just can't believe that. My brother said that he's had the same thing happen to him. He said he felt the finger draw across like his. Okay, back. so what was his reaction to it? So I was there. So we were at this place called. It was this old Lewis. It's in Louisville, um, and it was this old, super old cemetery where like it was unorganized. It was just like there's just. It's like one of the old colonial. Oh, what ones. is the name of that? I know where you're, you know what I'm talking about. I used to live in Louisville, and I okay. can't think of the it's name. Off of, um, it's off of, I think Keeley or uh, Mill. It's off of Mill Street. I don't know the name of that. You know place. what I'm talking I about? I know though. exactly like where you're talking back. about. It's yeah. My uh, my friend worked at the church that's down the road. Okay, from it too. Actually, it's a it's a Lutheran church. Okay, and I can't think of the name of that. So you know what I'm talking either. about? Yeah, where it's I've, like it's not or it's like the colonial graves. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we were there, and he. So this is in the kind of later stages of when we were doing it together a lot, like when we were going out to a lot of cemeteries and he, he was like, you know, he, so we split off just like you say, you guys say you do. And he was like, 
he said out loud, like by himself, like if you're here, like touch me, then like whatever. I mean, I'm sick. Bring of, it, I'm you're sick always of, brave till it happens. I, Bring I'm, it on, bro. Yeah, he, that's how he was. He like kind of held out his arms, Zach Bagan style, and was like, whatever, blah blah. And so he said that something right at that point, like just sort of drew its finger on its on his back, like shoulder to shoulder, just like like that. And I was kind of near him ish because we just had wandered. We just happened to wander near each other, and he and he. And he was like, whoa. And so, and that's all he said. And I was like, what? He's like, I think I just got touched by something. But, and you know, I immediately didn't, I was immediately like, whatever. Yeah, it didn't happen to you. So I walked off again and he sat down this time and he was like doing the same thing. Like, what? You, you touched me once, do it again. Like, come on. Like, I want to know you're real. Like, show me you're real. And I guess something had right at this, on cue again, pulled, pulled his shirt and he was sitting down and just sort of pulled the shirt and he like jumped forward to where he fell like he jumped so hard from across like a position just shot out and it fell face first like he was trying to get away so hard and he told me that and he was like and he like got, he was teary and that that's the point where he, when he was teary i was like this guy maybe there's something to it he, yeah. he was 100 he was 100 skeptic to 100 believer in one second okay so that that affected him in the fact that it solidified he was a like belief. there's no no way that's right. not real he's like it, that happened to different me. people react to the same thing differently yeah. so like it happened to me and i was like a thing happened but my brain didn't go to ghost like i'm still trying to logic it away like the the logic in my What's your guess? If if I have to apply logic to it, if if ghost is off the table, right? No, ghost is on the table. What what is your guess? I think it's ghost. I think you think it's ghost, and I think I can see it in your eyeball right now. It just says ghost. Well, here's here's the deal. I know you're it, trying to remain objective. No, but. no, no. It's it's not even that. So, um, the problem is is as a person, as a witness, I'm a hundred percent contaminated. Because I know too much for my own good. Like, I, I'm too high above it. I understand the physiology of how the brain works, how nerves work, how your brain interprets data. Um, when people have grand mal seizures, they're not in control of their body. They feel, in that moment, they feel constricted or they might not remember it or whatever. Yeah. Nothing's actually grabbing them, but they feel that. Uh huh. Um, there's nothing that says that in. Like, I've heard that happens during sleep paralysis. Is that true? Like absolutely. That you can, you can yeah. experience something like that during sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. She's shaking her head. Yes. Yeah. Or and, nodding and her she, head. Yeah. yeah. Y'all talked about it earlier. I think she she yeah. suffers from sleep paralysis. And you have stuff like those kinds of experiences that happen to you. Then she's, she's had she's stuff saying, drag she's her, her head. Yes. Yeah. She's she's had stuff drag her out of her room and in things like that in oh my in, God. in her sleep paralysis episodes. But it's, it's all in a in, in a hallu- uh, hallucination. That's a hard word yes. to say after three mirrors. Hallucination. Hallucination. It's a Hypnagogic. Hypnagogic. Yeah. I can't believe I said that. We are awesome. I we're the cool group. You're not gonna get this stuff from the other groups. That's why I had yeah. you. Do I have to keep saying that's why yeah. I had you guys. You guys um, are awesome. Yeah. It, there there are thi- there are things that your brain can do that uh it, because your your brain can create sensory input and completely bypass your body because your your brain is what's responsible for it so of course. she has she has a uh, she has crps that's complex regional pain syndrome and what that is is her brain is uh, she she had a, a hand crush injury a long time ago and her brain is still receiving signals as if her brain is constantly being 
crushed in oh the act god. of being crushed. Oh my god! She a hundred percent of the time feels like her hand is being crushed. Obviously, her hand is not being crushed right now, right. but her brain is receiving that signal. So she constantly feels like something is grabbing her hand. Phantom limb syndrome. I was just about to say, like that. is that kind of like phantom limb it's syndrome? It's the exact yeah. same thing. Okay. If she cuts her arm off, there's a chance she's still going to feel that pain. So even amputation isn't a cure for the disease she has. That's crazy. It's horrific. It's it's the most painful disease that you can have. Wow. Um. And and I you know and I'm she should be the one talking about that, but that's just to my point that, uh. You just because you say you felt something doesn't mean you can rely on that data. Right. Um, yeah, not everybody has grand mal seizures, not everybody's epileptic, but almost a hundred percent of the population has experienced a seizure without knowing it at some point in their life, and that can create sensory input. I could have had a small seizure at that point in time because I was in that heightened emotional state. My brain could have just short circuited and said, yeah, something grabbed your hand. All right. And then I reacted to it. And then it's downhill from there. And my brain fills in the, the blanks. That's the me knowing that means I can't make an objective observation about anything that happens to me ever, like ever anything could happen to me. And I could be like, well, I know I could possibly be remembering it it's wrong. It's too much that it could be. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not a good witness. I'm the best witness, and I'm the worst witness yeah. at the same time. That, there's something to be said about, like, literally, like, eyewitnesses in court cases and things like that, where they're like, well, you know, what was he wearing? You know, oh, they're, they're finding that is less than 50% accurate. It's something insanely bad. I think it's, it's worse than that, it's dude. Horrible. It's like it's bad. that they and they have some estimation, like how many innocent people are in jail because of basically eyewitness accounts that. Yeah. And, and that, that's why. It's and after important. DNA testing ca- came out, that's when they really were studying. They're like, whoa, there's so many. People yeah. Yeah. So many people. Definitely. So many people like, that were we put have a away on. It's not this guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 People that were put away on eyewitness testimony are oh, just yeah. being released because it's like, no, it couldn't have been that guy because you know the the dna is completely different but but that's the importance of the way that we are cataloging our cases Mm. like um you know we just used to go out and do our electronic voice phenomenon recordings but we weren't recording our faces while we were doing it now we always have a camera pointed at our faces interesting because we found out subconsciously you'll if you ask a question and the room's too quiet you'll mouth the answer to it Without realizing. You mean like if it's yes or no? If we sit in this room and I'm like, is there anything here that wants to communicate? And your brain gets bored enough, you'll just sit here and go, what? You won't even know it. You won't know it. You're not trying to fake anything, but you'll Subconsciously, do you just say yes. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It'll be some, It's what You think you're thinking internally. But you're saying it, but, whispering it But out you vocalize it. it. Yeah. The recorder catches it. Oh, and, and then you think, oh, this is an EVP, right? That's why we started doing frequency analysis, because we started looking at it, and we're like, okay, that's in the range of our voices, so we have to rule it out. So could you know, could okay. be paranormal, but it could be us, so we have to rule that out. But 
Yep. I noticed that in Ghost Adventures, like they they do. I'm sure what you guys are aware is called tagging. I guess where he yeah, yeah. They, and we try to do it. If you're yeah. aware of it, it's it's great. Which is tagging. Tagging is when you'll, is you literally will say like, "Oh, that was me whispering," or like, "That was a car starting." You know, they'll say it so people listening back to the audio knows. Yeah, it's we try to do that when we're aware of it, but you're so not aware of anything that you're about. Like, how many times do you think you've touched your face tonight during this entire conversation? I don't know. Probably a lot. Why you, did you notice that I did a lot? Uh, it's a statistic, but I, I can tell. Oh, you. a statistic. Okay. Oh, so you want an actual number? I will say. I mean, are you? Can you remember any time that you touched your face specifically mm, during this? No, because it's probably like itching, which of course I'm not paying attention to. I'd right. say a hundred, hundred times. No, more than that. Way more. Okay, we've been recording two hours and eight minutes. Uh, statistically, within an hour, you will touch your face 150 times. 150? 150 per oh, hour, wow. roundabout. So I'm definitely way off. But people just do stuff all day, but you don't remember. You're, you're What's blocking the stat for meth heads? I'm wondering. Oh, my God. Well, that's yeah, scratching. I don't know, Sarah. It's probably... <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's observed more meth heads than I have, so I don't know. Well, that's super interesting. I, I, I really like you guys' as, you guys as jam. What's the future of the paranormal? So are you guys, would you guys consider yourself like an underground group, like as opposed to the TV crew? Like, here's my real question. Which is more legitimate? You, you mentioned these people have money. They have a crew. They have all of these people analyzing it. You guys aren't here for entertainment. Which, like, when you are looking at evidence and you see one for, you know, one from each, like, what do you feel is more credible just right off the bat? Or do you even, is there even like a I don't know. Difference? I, the, the absolute tragedy of it is, is like you get Zach Baggins' crew or, yeah. or any of these things that are on TV, right? Yeah. And it, it hurts me so much because they have a real opportunity to do the same work we're doing yeah. with funding. Like, yeah. it, do you think I would still have a day job if somebody cut me a blank check to go <laughs> hunt? Go No. Yeah. But I would not do it the way they did it. But the thing is, is where their money comes from is entertainment. Of course. And he's, so, just, he's just innately entertaining. That right. Yeah. So there's, I like picking on Ghost Adventures because it does have the best production value, right? If sure. So I've watched probably every episode they got plus his Demon, so. Demon yeah. House documentary. There's a lot of things I think they have captured that, Me too. I, that I wholeheartedly go, oh man, they really got something. Me because too. statistically, as much as they've gone out and do it, they have done to. it. Yeah, you had, even if they're faking everything, you had to have accidentally run into it at some point. For how point. often they're faking stuff? And if, and if yeah. you did, and some of the stuff they've gotten where I've been like, that is such bullshit. Like I think that they literally had one episode where they knocked, and then you hear the knock back, and I'm like, stop. The episode I hate the most, or actually two now. Because we've investigated the same place as them uh, two times. Uh, uh, Alton Bridge, which you're familiar with. Yeah, they, Becky Vickers was on there. I can hate that of episode. Of course, that episode was so stupid. It was with the with the possession girl. I was like, I'm out. All of that. All of that awful. makes me so mad. Me and too. then uh, we've also visited Cripple Creek. Okay. Recently, I don't know Cripple Creek. I haven't seen. That um, it's in Colorado. Okay. Um, and we didn't really do an investigation there, but I've kind of been there. I rewatched the episode, and I was kind of okay. Well, that's kind of cool. But having the, I'm going to the Baker Hotel. They went there. That's like 45 minutes. From you know there. how hard it is to get in there and not get arrested. I went there, and I I went to the pool, and a cop got me right away. Yeah, uh, we were just looking in the window, and we got escorted out, yeah. and, and we were on a tour at the time. I've um, interviewed her too. 
that yeah. that that girl who gives that tour. I, I what's like, her name? I, Angela. Yeah, I like yeah. her tour. It's a pretty good tour. Me too. Um, In fact, she's on the Travel Channel right now. Like she she texted me and she said, "Hey, how tall are you?" And I was like, "I'm six one." She's like, "Okay, cool." Well, so she took a picture of me, and it kind of looks like there's a light anomaly there. So she showed that picture to the Travel Channel, and they asked her how tall I was, and so she texted me like a month ago and was like, "How tall are you?" It's like the Travel Channel wants to know. I'm like, "What?" So anyway, funny thing is, is somebody's actually uh, remodeling the Baker now. You can get in. They, they do first floor. They'll oh, they the are in the first floor now. So that place is gross. But uh, they will not let you in there. It's dangerous in there. They say. Yeah, and the owners tired of people trash. That's the problem. Is so Homeless. many people trespass. Yeah. The, well, and investigators too. That's the one thing uh, we yeah. harp on. Is like, hey, don't trespass on people's private property because yeah. what you're doing is you're ruining it for people that want to do legitimate work in there because right. you put a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But what really pissed me off about Ghost Adventures was when they did their episode on Alton Bridge. The funny thing is, is we had done our official investigation there probably six months before theirs came out. We didn't even know they had been there. Hmm. We interviewed Becky Vickers. We interviewed the lady. <sighs> that interviewed w- her. That's funny. Everybody, everybody that was on that episode, we talked to. And then we did three investigations out there and we ran into some locals there and debunked Everything. Everything in the stories we got from the locals and the people they interviewed were completely different than the stories that were on the Ghost Adventures episode. And I was really mad at the way they presented that location because they're like, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's a hundred miles. No, it's For not anybody There's listening. A- it's like five minutes from here and it's next to a giant road down the road from the highway. And there's a church next door. It's, and it's preserved well because lit. it's a historical site. So that's yeah. why it's kind of preserved. Yeah. Um, and you can't get good evidence out there. It's all contaminated. There's so, so many. There's pe- literally ten people out there at yeah, any given moment yeah. all the time. So yeah. I, w- I was really mad at the misrepresentation. Now my brother did have some stuff happen there that he's he said Everyone was crazy. Has. Let me tell you his. It's one minute long story. You guys are so bored because you've heard so many ghost stories. But <laughs> but he's told the story for his life. Like he's it's happened to him. So before he was even interested in ghosts, I guess he was like 16 or 17. He used to jog there, like just jog on the bank there because he was like in the military or trying to be in the military. He's trying to jog in sand, basically. So he was jog- there jogging there with music in and he was just like jogging. And he said through his music, you can hear like um, something running up on him like dun, 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 dun. so he got to the bridge part and and like he'd ran up to the bridge part and he heard like dun, 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 like that and he like turned around and like took his headphones off and there's nothing there and he was like okay and then put his music back in kept jogging same thing again it's like dun, 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 like something was running at him and he turns around and nothing again. and he said the weirdest thing about it is like he could hear the kicked sand landing it was like he can like hear the footsteps like kick the sand or or like dust or whatever and hear it land too at the same time and he said no anyways seeing me like i'd be like okay where's the footprints that's that's what i would you know things like that he said he just got out of there he's like i'm done that's what most most intelligent people do we're like hey let's go figure out where that came from (laughs) but you know is and that's what put my a bad taste in my mouth about those shows because i was like you could be doing so much more but then on the flip side of that coin uh, I also understand they're at a point they have to make money. Like if they if yeah, they don't make it entertaining, of course they're so and that show is damn entertaining. And it's it's almost forgivable because you because yeah. he's still bringing I, light to the. Community. I get slammed by the rest of the paranormal community online for this, but I really like his Demon House. Uh, I haven't seen that. Um, 
it's really it's good. good. It's good. Um, now he presents it, and what he talks about in it isn't unbiased. Like like he's convinced there's something going on there, but they did a damned good job of interviewing everybody that was involved and showing what they actually had to say instead of splicing it to fit his case. Right. Like, I don't agree with his conclusion based on his own documentary, but there were some very interesting things going on with that case. Watch that. And I'm not convinced it was paranormal. Um, and she, she's the one that pointed out it's more of an environmental factor because everybody that went in that house during the time and since got extremely sick to the point one of the uh, investigators, one of the really credible people he brought in to help him, um, started having uh, organ failure after being oh in that place. There was, How do you know there's not like a gas leak in theirs? That's the... It, it's, my my theory is there's something in the... There was something in the water there. Now, they ended up tearing the whole place down because he didn't want anybody going in after him and proving them wrong. But, but, but what's funny is in, in, he did such a good job of making the documentary that everything you need to piece together like a real thought on what's going on is there, even though that's not the conclusion he came to. But at the, the end of the thing, he ends up boarding up the whole house, locking himself inside and doing that an investigation. And some of the stuff he caught during his, and it is, he's biased, but some of the stuff he caught like what? is even impre- like some of the sounds he got, like some of the EVPs he caught in there. Yeah. And at one point you hear like some growling and he, he's got like a the static multi. st- multicams everywhere and he's got his handheld. Yeah. You can hear growling and you can kind of see some shadow movement oh off to the side God. and it scares him bad enough. He drops his camera and the, the end shot, it, it's a, br- it's brilliantly put together. Like, but the end shot is what you see in that camera, and all you see is this like shadow, like no. dart across. And he ended up with a real, like, legitimate medical condition after doing that. If you watch his show, you, if you've just watched the show and you've never watched the Demon House thing, you'll notice all of a sudden he just started wearing these like real yeah, big the- horn room glasses for no reason. I always assumed he was just trying to look smart. I was like, oh, what a douche. He did. Oh, yeah. Right. So did we. Turned out it's a medical condition. When he was in that house doing that, it, as soon as he dropped his camera or whatever, he in, he ended up basically almost going blind. And he was, uh, do you remember? The, I don't remember the name of the condition he's got, but he has to have those corrective. If he doesn't wear those corrective lenses, he could go blind. It's it's a legitimate thing. Weird. Uh, and that's more part of the environmental. Everybody that went into that house came out with a medical condition. That's crazy. Everyone in his crew, everyone that was there before, people that weren't associated with it was a really good documentary. So I have this love hate, like, I love to trash on them because I know that there's so much stuff that I've seen in their show, and I'm like, that's garbage. That's such garbage. And then there's so much stuff I've seen on their show and in that documentary. I'm like, that's exactly man. Because they have a budget and because they're in the right place at the right time, they're catching exactly what we wish we could get all the time. Yeah. And it's just, but you know, if somebody gave us a hundred thousand dollars to film a season of a show and we did everything on the up and up exactly the way we want to do it, it wouldn't be entertaining enough that anybody would cut us a check to continue our research. But if you guys discover that ghosts are like, if you get the picture of some hand grabbing your hand, if you got the picture in the video, bro, other people have got your fame. You're going down in history. Why would ours be any better? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you guys, my point was, like, if you're, if you literally prove it, you've proven it. 
What? Okay. I'm going to interview you now. Interview me. What would you... See as compelling evidence? Not compelling evidence. What would prove it to you beyond a shadow of a doubt? What would have to happen for you before you did not have any doubt anymore? If somebody took me to a quote-unquote haunted area and was like, all right, we figured out how to make these ghosts appear, and then they did it, whatever it was, let's say they had some device that made the air electrified and a ghost appeared and a ghost literally like walked out and was like, yo, what good with it? We chilling here. But see that, and I'd be, that seems I'd be sketchy convinced. right there because if I can make a ghost appear on command, what would make you, what would make you believe it rather than think I'm faking it? Because I mean, Tupac just did a concert a couple of years ago. <laughs> I don't think it's a, what is it called? A holograph. Oh, I, I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, if, I don't know, like, it, like, let's say that the conclusion is that, like you said, it's residual energy and it's just like this thing that somehow, like, you know, they, they always related to like screeching tire tracks. Like it's, it's evidence of like something that happened there and you're, you can still see it. You're talking about, uh, it's called stone tape theory. It's the idea that it's uh, just like replaying. Yeah. All matter holds energy and yeah. when certain things happen, it unlocks that energy and it replays the thing. Yeah, so with let's just say that's all it is. But it's way, just that's a, not scientifically viable. But let's just say we did thing. it, like you know, like that that it is now scientifically viable. Like I think if you know somebody's like, yeah, and we know how to activate that thing, and then it played right there, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'd be I'd be pretty pretty convinced. So you'd be my in my uh, bottom third of easiest people to convince. Does that mean I'm not easy, or I am easy? You are easy. You, I'm, I'm on the fifty fifty thing though. Cause like the the most one of the most compelling things I've ever heard was y'all's EVP. Cause that is nuts. Cause either you flat out faked that, which I don't think you did, because you guys go through so much, or that sounds like a human voice more than I've heard any other EVP. You know ever. what? You're a you're a sound engineer. How yeah. would how would you suggest? Let's say someone we f- faked that. Say we faked it specifically, and I'm a sound engineer too. I'm also a musician. How how would you fake that? How would you do that the way? I it, would record my own voice over it and use a pitch correcting software to pitch it down, and then put usually like a little. It sounded like it sounded like there could have been a chorus effect on it, maybe. So it was like, I'd, I what I would do is I would pitch it down, and which is super easy, and then put a little chorus effect on it to make it sound big. And uh, how high of a level would you say? Like, are you an, are you an expert sound engineer or just dabble? Like, oh, like I've been recording bands for money for like. A long time. Okay, and that—that's how you would do it. If I was going to fake that to make it convincing, yeah. Um, that's how I would do it too. What it doesn't account for is uh, frequency points on the FFT graph, which I can produce. Uh, if you pitch it down, what it does is it transposes the frequency to a to a specific frequency, frequency. and it flattens it. it. It doesn't. It doesn't stay in natural. Hmm. When you look at, if, if you just rip that off of our website and you put it into some audio software and you just throw the FFT graph over it, what you'll see is, and I'm, I haven't looked at it in a while, so I might be misquoting what the frequency is. I know it's sub 80, it's above 20, so we should have heard it at the time. We, we didn't because mm. it's above 20, but I think it fluctuates between 25 to 28 and then goes back down. So oh. it has a natural flow, and you can't do that uh, with audio software with a pitch down. There may yeah. be another way to do it. I, I can't say I'm an expert and I know all things, but every sound engineer I've talked to, including myself, that's how they would do it. Yeah. But then I, I bring up, hey, look at it on FFT. You're after like, holy, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. It doesn't work. And, and then they're, they're like, okay, 
uh, it's something. Yeah, it's got to be something, and it can't be human. It's below eighty. You can't produce yeah, below so low. below eighty, and, and it, the voice can produce things below eighty. You can't produce words below eighty. Like it, it you won't be able to. It's like go oh, no. This will be the first time I've actually talked about this in a, a podcast or anything. Someone so you should know exclusive. I have actually come up with a new theory Hit based me. on our data, which like we haven't presented all the data behind this, right? But I'm starting to think that infrasound makes interdimensional uh, anomalies. What is infrasound? More... We never got there. Oh, infrasound. Infrasound is all sound that is below 20 hertz. Okay. Your, what your, produces it? Uh, your ears can't perceive it. Uh, lots of things produce it. So um, that fan's producing it right now. Okay. Cars produce it. Um, windmills, underground wells, gas wells. Various things producing the sound. Yeah, yeah. And more and more. You can experience, but you can't hear it. Right. Okay. So you, you can't hear it like that. But certain but your ear drums the the it's still vibrating still vibrate to it so your brain goes oh hey there's a sound happening but you can't hear it right and it it like short circuits and then it hits your amygdala and weird things happen you start getting paranoid you feel like people are watching you all kinds of crazy stuff starts happening now, is this like a scientifically recognized thing? yes this is can, not like they, paranormal thing this is like a yeah, she yeah. says something about an eye right? yeah yeah okay right. so at 15 to 17 hertz it will vibrate the fluid in your eyeball and it will cause you to see shadows so they've put people in soundproof rooms what? uh in in lab tests and just pumped infrasound into the room and craziness ensues and they are like hallucinating. Yeah, basically. people are like, yeah, somebody came in here and touched me, right? No, dude, we just played a sound you couldn't hear. Could that be the whole paranormal thing right there? Absolutely. Here's the... Whoa. Here's the second part Hot of it. Okay, so not only is your brain being tricked in these situations where you think paranormal stuff is happening all the time, but that's why I asked about your bass amp. That 15-inch speaker, when it's just sitting idle, it's just producing straight 15 hertz infrasound. Anything could be happening. During, it might be. Yeah, yeah, your your brain is just like haywire trying to find the source of it mm. the whole time. Um, so not only can it make you perceive paranormal activity that's not happening because your brain can't locate the source, I have this kind of new theory that... Uh, okay, so I, I was doing the analogy the other day, all right? So we perceive physical space. It's it, There's molecules, but you can't see them, but you move through space. Matter moves, get out of the way. So as you move through the air, yes. air moves around. You can yes. move through air because it's not dense, right? Right. So if you think of our dimension as a certain density, right, relative to gravity and everything, like we're able to move through our dimension and yeah. everything. Well, at some point you can't move into any other dimensions because they're too dense. Like you'll, you'll bounce off of it or it just moves out of the way. You don't move through it. Okay. So if you if you think of it in terms of uh, water molecules, if water molecules are frozen, they're more dense, right? And so if you try to put your hand in a solid block of ice, it just stops. It's like a wall. You apply heat to it, it softens it into water, and you're more easily able to move through it because it's less dense. You All apply right. enough heat to it, it becomes evaporative air, and you can just you, you don't even perceive that it's there anymore. Right. Sound waves manipulate matter just in the way that infrasound manipulates your eardrums and, and causes reaction right yeah so if you constantly have uh even levels of infrasound it could be vibrating 
uh, matter in the air and changing the in the air. It could be vibrating the matter of our dimension and changing its density state and that you can move through it in different ways and it allows multiple dimensional. <laughs> what the fuck yeah, are yeah, you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you're going right cross-side. Now. Okay. So I get it. You're saying you're using this. What would you call it? Not infrasound. What's what is it called? The the low the low frequency. That it's infrasound. Okay, That'd be infrasound. And anything above a certain level would be ultrasound, which you're probably familiar with too. Okay, so infrasound you're saying can literally manipulate matter into it's basically like opening a portal into another dimension because yeah, or, of its or, or making it thinner so that things can kind of spill through back and forth. And you feel like this in, this ultrasound naturally occurring might be the reason we're experiencing paranormal. Yeah, so high levels in ultrasound, not only is it attacking your brain at the same time, but it might be making you more But it perceptive. could actually be allowing the other dimension to spill in. Yep. That's fucking crazy, and whoa, if you guys... Now, you know what would be crazy? That sounds scientific. Like, what if the science community was like, yep, and I would be like, yo, first you on this You know pod- why she's excited? I invented uh, equipment to test No, t- but there's this. actually a lady that's doing it right now. Who? Um, uh, I read this article recently. There's a lady that's bouncing sound waves off something to actually open the door to a, a mirror dimension. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> where, also, where are we? I'm, I, I'm not scientifically literate, like not, not in this way. But uh, she noticed that the particles she had out in the open, there was so many. So there's 12 particles. She's shooting them across a room, right? Okay. She counts them at the end, there's 12. Yeah. Now she noticed if she, shoot, she shoots them into this bottle, there's only 10 when she counts them up. And her theory was that they're going somewhere else. They're, they're disappearing. Um, but yeah, they're they're going to another dimension. So now what she's doing now is basically shooting sound waves at something to open the door to another dimension. Specific- Coolest thing that's ever been said on the podcast. Specifically, right she's there. shooting and uh, she's shooting. Uh, that's so infra- cool. Infrasound. Where can people find matter. this? What lady? What's her name? Do you know? It? Or, or we'll have to look it up. Is it recent? Is it recent? Like, did you just discover this? Has this girl been around? My phone's down there. I'll get it for. Oh. That's really cool. See if you can find. It. <laughs> it's a really good study, and like all the, all the comments Sarah all day was right there. Yeah, all the comments below it are: Did you not see Stranger Things? Stop. <laughs> but I, essentially, that's what I'm talking about. Is Stranger Things is more based in fact than what you would think? It, it's based off of a lot of real Russian experiments that kind of went down. Like, obviously, not the same results, but Dude, that's that, what they were looking. Have you guys at. heard of that Bob Lazar guy? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Oh my God, we got to do a whole other episode on Bob Lazar. That guy is nuts. Did you hear him on the Joe Rogan podcast? Like just not that long ago, like a month ago. So here's the crazy thing about it. I, I'm not super huge on aliens, right? But I'm pretty big on. I, I did a whole podcast on Bob Lazar where I just railed him. I was like, yes. Yeah, I don't know, dude. His okay, story's so too re- detailed. Here's the deal. So initially, I was like, nah, because I I have a working knowledge of particle. Did you physics. find it, Sarah? Is that what you're standing? I want to give her a chance to pop in while we're, before we go way off. No, no, no. I, I have a working knowledge of particle physics. I'm not an expert by any means. I'm not going to claim that. But I do have a working knowledge of particle physics and elements and stuff. What's her name? What's her name? Uh, Leah Brizard. Leah yeah. Bazar? Brizard. Brizard. Leah Br- 
It's uh, Leah, L-E-A-H, B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D, a physicist behind the project who described the attempt to reveal a hidden shadow world as, quote, pretty wacky in an interview with NBC <laughs> last week. I'm just going to read the whole article. No, I'm just joking. Oh, this oh, this is where you got the Stranger Things. Uh, that's cool. See, Neat. we're not entirely nuts. Like, credible people are working on I don't the think you guys stuff. are entirely nuts, but here's the thing. Entirely, uh, people who are at least a little bit nuts are who discovers, like, the crazy stuff that ends up being real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Einstein's a little nuts. He was weird. I'm reading his book right now. He's kind of a weird guy. He literally predicts that you can time travel. Like, is that true? By accident. What I love about that is the the great thing about Einstein's theory of relativity. <laughs> oh god! If anybody has made it to this podcast, email. If anybody has made it to two hour, uh, you know, I'm going to edit part of this, so maybe it's not two hours and thirty. This is the longest, by the way. The longest, the flat earther was two hours and thirty one minutes. I can go on rants. We're at two thirty six. So no, I, I you know how to keep setting. Just I, send them to the site if they've got specific questions. I, I no, I just want to say if anybody has made it this far, hear me now. Email me that you've made it. Literally title it, I've made it this far, and I will send you... What should I send them? A t-shirt. Oh, something funny. I'll send you... Okay, I'll send you a t-shirt. Fine. But the t-shirt will say something funny. Like, literally. Um, let's see. What could we do? We, we do giveaways all the time. <laughs> okay, so anyway, go back to your Bob Lazar. You oh, think no. he's full? Because, dude, his detail I about him... I pissed her off the other day. About him going into the hangers and seeing was, all the different kinds and how he went in there and how he could walk between the walls. Total crap. And like, was, it, no way! He's making all it up! No I, was, I was like, no, this is total crap. The government, this is why. The government declassified a lot of what he was saying and verified right, it. Right, so uh, I... Uh, w- Did you watch the doc on that? On the Netflix? I watched that. Did you I, watch the Netflix doc? I did. What did you think of that? Uh, it changed my mind. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, dang it. And then I had to go back and do some research. And then I went back and I did some, ah, shit. I did some math yeah. on, in a book. Yeah. I was like, uh, hold on. The atomic Eagle weight of element. One, no, I was like, I calculated. I was like, the atomic weight of element 115 is, god damn it. That okay. was cool. Yeah. That stuff you said, like, look, if you imagine for a minute that everything he says is true. That is pretty mind blowing. I was talking about that that material that they would experiment with. I was sitting with Sarah one day. I was like, "What do you think about Bob Lazar?" Did you hear the him on Joe Rogan though? He was pretty compelling. You did, yeah. yeah. It's pretty compelling. I thought. I uh, I'm more I'm more apt to believe at least uh, ninety percent. I don't. Okay. uh, Okay. So here's the ninety's good. Uh, Hey, this isn't part of my uh, investigation, so I can give an actual opinion on this. Do I think he saw alien technology? No. I do not. Do I think he saw top secret technology that they were telling him was alien technology to keep him compartmentalized? Yes. I do think he worked for the government. I, I do think he was that. there. And I do think he was working on the things he was working on. But, but I think he's that had stuff like that. Yeah. That seems crazy. Like cloaking devices, stuff that makes no sound. Here's the deal. The technology he was talking about at the time. Exists now. It exists. Yeah. And it turns out it existed at that time. Like, it's not like, oh, we eventually figured it out. Like, we watched Why were they of- having him reverse engineer it then? Um, well, I don't That's thi- what I don't get. I don't think it was from the U.S. I think somebody else was working on it and they didn't quite get it to work. That right. sounds like aliens. I mean, that sounds like this. That could, uh, it could have been, could've could've been Russian technology. That. Yeah. It, it could it could have been Russians. It could have been Canadian. It could have been anything. That's true. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like stuff that you said, an entire ship would be 
would be silent and it'd be floating up against him. He said he'd go like, and then so, and then he'd look under it. If he'd go directly under it, it would turn invisible. In the seventies, so here's the deal. Uh, Woodstock Day, like. I'm a, I'm a millennial man. I, I grew Me up too. in the 90s. Yeah. So, do you remember the Stealth Bomber when it first came out? Yes. Do you remember the huge rash of UFO sightings that happened before they had to admit they That's had made? Funny. I think I know what your point is, and I think it's a good point. But I I do think that 90 percent of like UFO sightings are that what you're saying. But I think there's a 10 percent. Because, you know, like when they talk about the little green men, they think, you know how we have like cyborg stuff now where like we're literally putting chips in people and blah, blah, blah. They're saying that that's what was controlling these these UFOs was that they were not really human. That's why they're like, quote unquote, gray men with big eyes and really short. It's because they're not actually human. They're just like these, ro- quote unquote, robots that they made to control these things. That's why there's like no decorations in there. and Right. And so that's what's so compelling to me. It seems like really, truly in advanced civilization like came out. Yeah. But then again, I don't know. And eyewitness testimony is bad. And, it's true. You know, and, and you do, you, but that guy was great. I don't know about that. You can't claim to know his motivation. You know who I'd like to talk to is who? the bass player from Iron Butterfly because he uh, apparently he disappeared and he was also on that project. Why was a guy in a band in a government project? Uh, he was an astrophysicist. Oh. You're a musician, dude. You should know. This. I don't know who uh, Iron Butterfly is. I've never heard of that. Ah, uh, Inagata Devita. Come on, dude. Never heard that name. Oh, we're That's going the off time. the rails. Inagata of course, we're off the rails. We we were talking baby. about what was that? <laughs> it's the song. Look up Iron Butterfly. Inagata Devita. Listen to it. Okay. Get really high. Enjoy <laughs> it, and then read up on their bass player who quit the band after making a million dollars to go work for NASA, and then eventually the government. And then crazy. said there was a whole bunch of top secret alien stuff going on, was scared for his life, and disappeared off the planet. So my uncle worked for the government. <laughs> and he... I love this show, by the way. <laughs> Nobody's made it this far. I guarantee nobody has made it this far. But anyway, so he worked for the government. And he told me that what Bob Lazar said was pretty weirdly accurate from his experience. Yeah. So I, I believe it. I, I believe from his perspective it is correct. You know why I think that? And actually it does relate to my paranormal investigation. So when Thank God. We need to tie this somehow together. Like Well, you know, when we first started and we heard all these crazy stories, you're we like, are these people lying or are they just stupid? And that's and that's kind of how we attacked it. We were like, okay, let's figure out if they're lying or they're stupid. What we found out after like 200 investigations, almost nobody is lying. They may not be right, and they're not stupid either. They're stupid, yeah. They're not stupid either. We we changed our idea, but the thing is, no one is lying. They all believe it. They all believe it. Every and and they are experiencing it. It's not just in their heads. Is what we figured out. No, you. If you, so with your story, you heard something walking around, and everybody heard it. Hundred percent believe you. 100%, Hundred percent, and I don't you believe think it's in what your head. I said. Yes, no, yeah. I believe what you said, and I don't think it's in your head. Everybody heard it. Yeah, that thing is happening now. You, I also believe you may believe it's paranormal. There may be you're interpreting I just that don't experience know. different, yeah. but the experience did happen, and the thing did happen. There, yeah. it, there is a physical thing that happened. The occurrence happened. Yeah, you're you're not dumb for thinking that. No. You just may be interpreting what happened incorrectly. So the way that ties back to Bob Lazar is. Yeah, I saw alien technology. 
he saw technology every day though he saw technology he was fed information he was doing a certain job he was yeah. reverse engineering it's true but he only had a piece of that he was only allowed a certain piece of that picture so he filled in the gaps yeah of course but right. but his story just goes beyond that because it's just like he said there was five of them they were all totally different they all functioned differently like i don't know i feel like if it was from russia i feel like if it was from russia why are you shaking your head why well, okay, well, get get that get that green thing over to her mouth. Let, let's hear this. I mean, get that green thing over. Let, let me hear this rant. Skeptics are interesting to me. The whole idea of aliens is ridiculous. Ridiculous because, as in not believable? Yeah, because, first off, you assume, because I've been told about this documentary a billion times. Have what you would, seen it? No. I hate aliens. Okay, that's that's. Why would they that, look that, anything like us? I don't think you're giving it a fair chance if you haven't even seen it. You got to give it a fair chance. Okay, you, here's we're not my talking theory. on the same playing ground anymore. On okay. any other planet, octopuses would rule the world. What do you mean? What are you trying to say? Oh, you're saying they're super smart. They are super smart. Yeah, they're crazy. And the only reason those guys that is a those videos are don't seem real. Yeah, the only You're reason so we rule on this planet, it's just, it's, a, it's a bad joke, and it, on any other planet, octopuses would rule the world, and uh, that's why they're all wrong, because they all assume humans would look like, <laughs> or uh, aliens would look like humans, uh, what's the word I can never pronounce, we're anthropomorphizing. Anthropomorphizing. What? Say it slowly so I can try to pronounce it, not drunk. Anthropomorphizing. Anthrop What? Anthrop- it's when you give a I'm not saying it right but it's when you ascribe human emotions to an animal whoa what's that word do it again anthropomorphizing anthropomorphizing um you assume your dog does something because it has human like emotions when it doesn't it's a dog that's also known as projecting yeah it's the same thing but so we assume that aliens would look or behave or have that any doesn't disprove of our, aliens though it disproves the way we think about aliens why can't both be true like why can't that be true and aliens exist it just makes no sense to me man. are you predisposed to being a skeptic are you a skeptic with most things hey. is that your default answer Yeah, you can say yeah that's okay like my default answer is like you know some people are gullible some people are skeptics that's not that doesn't mean you're you know what i'm saying on a lot of things i'm really in the middle because i tend to believe people when they say something i I can be pretty gullible about stuff but uh the alien thing it just throws me you you know i'm from cleburne um and stephenville town right next yeah and you know about the famous stephenville controversy of course yeah and it was really interesting because we, we go to these paranormal conventions and someone from there actually had the information from the, uh, the, the military and air traffic control. There was something there. Yeah. Uh, but you think it's crap. I just don't think it's anything like what we think it is. Okay. I, you think it's possible aliens could exist? I'm sure there's things on other planets that are... Intelligent people that can... Sc- Get across space and get to here. Do you think that's possible? You think it's impossible? But man, if there were, I don't think they'd be talking to us because that's prime directive right there. (laughs) 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 That's a basic Star Trek. You can't talk to the idiots. (laughs) 
but why, why is, the heck not? Why is everyone? I, I think everyone wants to believe in aliens because they think we're going to be saved. I believe in. I think aliens are real because it just makes sense. Like to think that we're the only ones in this world is just. How can black holes exist and we be the only civilization ever? We know billions of stars. You're saying there's not one chance that one civilization started, let's say, a million years now, before us. That's the, that's the Fermi paradox. So there's a million times, a million times, a million planets. How could there possibly not be another civilization that's advanced or more advanced than us that yet you never see them? Well, that we can't perceive yet. Uh, well, Maybe. We have rumors. I mean, according to Bob Lazar, it's, there's proof. But one of the, is it a theory or is it a, the, the Great Barrier, where most civilizations, they have stuff that, that wrecks them. And they just don't think the aliens would have made it through this. It's, it's mathematically mentions. But you say nice. Stark non-believer, though. That's, I mean, in, in aliens, do you just feel like, do you, is your position like, I just haven't been compelled enough? Or the answer is no, there's nothing that will ever compel me enough. I have seen nothing that convinces me okay. that intelligent, human-like aliens are coming here and chatting with us. And sharing information. Letting us steal their information. I know the first person I'm going to call whenever the UFOs get down here. <laughs> and they're giving us the middle finger. And they're saying, y'all didn't believe in us. Y'all didn't believe in us for so long. And I'm going to ring you up. And I'm going to send you a text. And I'm going to send you a picture. And then I'll believe it. And you still won't believe it. You're like, nah, that's a bunch. <laughs> you know how the brain works? Okay, listen, you could have photoshopped this text. TV's all over it. Yeah, I'm just joking. I've seen signs way too many times to argue with I that. love that movie. I do, too. I love that movie. That is such a good movie. Okay. Guys, is there anything else you'd like to add that can convince any skeptics that ghosts are real? No, I want her answer. I want, I want Sarah's answer. Convince me ghosts are real. Give me, your, give, me your, give me your elevator pitch on why ghosts are real. We do this exercise a lot because, like, she's skeptic. I'm less skeptic. You know, we all have different varying degrees, but make each other make an argument for the opposite side. That's good. We normally take, like pretty frequently. Good. We'll, we'll take the opposite view of what we would naturally take on our podcast when we're debating these things. Sometimes. That's good. Playing devil's advocate, good. All right, Sarah, convince me. How do so many people have so many similar stories if this is not real? And this is people and cultures that have never communicated. Yeah. And they draw drawings on cliff-dwelling walls, and they record it in however they're recording things. There obviously has to be something that's going on. Now, I'm not saying that's it's human one. souls, but it makes some sort of sense that there's something we don't understand because multiple cultures, multiple people, all of the people are experiencing something. Not everyone's a liar. Exactly. That's a damn perfect point. Ashton? Finish us out. And then I'll let Sarah tell us where everybody who's listening. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we're I hadn't finished it yet, but we were listening to your uh, BDSM episode. Yeah. And what I like about the episode, about the format so far, is you seem real object. Like, I like the, I, That's the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my yeah. whole shtick. Because, yeah. like, I could not tell from listening to how you were talking to her what your personal views were at all. Like That's exactly you, what I want. It was great. And Thank you. You weren't, you weren't judgy 
no. at all or um like you, you didn't like you talked about like some of your like the parts i heard you talked about some of your experiences or whatever so yeah. you know i know you're not into bdsm right but you didn't seem like you were shaming anybody or no. anything like that like you seemed genuinely like just interested in it and it's like oh i just want to learn about this like it's any other topic it like, is yeah and it's true and, and that's what i thought was really cool about it i appreciate I was, that yeah. I, I make an effort to do that no it was good well, okay, guys, so what, so what was the finale question before the we... The finale question... You know what? I don't remember, because we just talked about polyamory, aliens, ghosts... Polyamorous aliens? Poly, that There's a band name right there. Polyamorous aliens. It's, it's better than my last band name. <laughs> Torture Wagon. Torture Wagon? <laughs> my first band name was Promise Me Tragedy. Yeah. Uh, that's not bad. It was in high school. That's totally emo. Our first one was Putting the Fun in Funeral. <laughs> Yeah, badass, right? That's that's totally AFI. We, right we, we had some mom not like it, so we didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, what is my last? What was the question I asked you? What was my last question? Oh, uh, convince. Convin- oh, yeah, you same, question. Is same, real. same question. Elevator pitch, though. Oh. No long way. Give me your elevator pitch. Since we've been talking for three hours and three minutes, you guys have broken the record, by the way. Longest podcast thus far. That's because we're used to doing podcasts. Your episode eight, by the way. Um, so I have to convince you the paranormal is real, even though I'm not totally episode convinced eight. myself. Yes. Episode, yeah, no, yeah, I'm saying if you had to convince me, do it. Like, I, yes. She gave me a great elevator pitch. She's like, all these people have been saying it for thousands of years. How could all these people be lying? I thought, I thought that was pretty nice. In all your life, all the experiences you've ever had, there's no way that you can tell me you can explain every single experience that you've ever had. Because even the ones that you know that you can explain, you still question. So there's always room for questioning, no matter what you're doing, whether it's paranormal or not. So how could the paranormal not be a thing? We just don't understand what it is, so we don't know how to measure it. So there's no way to prove it to you other than just to show you. That sounds good. That sounds good. That's my that's got a couple sound bites. I like that. All right, guys, where can people find you? Find your work, uh, Facebook and T Paranormal. Get, give us the give us the. Uh, we'll send her off here. Give us the deets, and then we'll send her off. Uh, you can learn more about us at www. Did you just say w w You know we live in 2019, right? Oh my god! This is no longer 2001. I'm pushing my 40s. Are you? I just turned 30. Just turned like an idiot. What a baby. Uh, baby? I feel like an old little cracky fart over here. I turn uh, 37 in two weeks. 37. Yeah. Does 30s go by fast? Way faster. No, I want them to. Yeah. Damn it. Um, you can check us out at ntparanormal.com. Okay. Facebook.com slash ntparanormal. Okay. We also have a Facebook discussion group where we present evidence and then people can weigh in on the evidence. Um, we also have a podcast that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Last FM, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. It's called the After Dark Podcast, NT Paranormal After Dark Podcast. Um, we also have a book that you can get at a variety of locations, including Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Uh, also called NT Paranormal After Dark: True Cases of the T Paranormal Team. 
Um, it goes over 11 of our most profound cases where we have got the best evidence that solidified our ideas. And it's actually already out of date with the new data that we've got. So we have to publish a new book. Sweet. Because we've already contradicted some of the stuff that we thought we figured out in that. It's all ever, ever evolving, ever yeah. growing, ever learning. Ashton, Sarah, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Someone you should know. You guys are awesome. Can't wait to be back. <laughs>